Greetings, everyone. Welcome to There Will Be Dungeons for June 19th, 2020. One. 2021. Let's get out of 2020. I know it feels like it sometimes, but hey, we're out of it. I'm Scott Johnson. Uh, today, we have Kyle Ferguson, of course, John Jagger, Kristen Ashton, and a special guest. I'll wait for all that in a minute and let Kyle take care of it. Uh, because, damn it, this is his campaign. Before we do that, though, a quick note about our good friends at phoenixpearltea.com. Head on over there and go to slash TWBD and get some teas that are based on stuff we do here. Yeah, that's right. Stuff based on this campaign, the previous campaign, our characters, the worlds we inhabit, all that stuff. Uh, you're looking to get to bed sooner or wake up more or whatever your tea needs might be. They've got something for you. phoenixpearltea.com slash TWBD. On that note, Kyle, I hand you the keys. Please take us home. All right. The Delvers have delivered their quarry to the guild and set out early on another mission. However, more on that in a moment, because arriving at the guild is a certain special someone. Garrett, would you please describe your character as you push open the large oaken doors of the Delvers guild? Well, as those oaken doors part, you see before you a normal height wood elf. He's got salt and pepper hair and some bad scarring on the left side of his face. Looks almost like a chemical burn to those of you here in the real world. <laughs> Missing a portion of his left ear and uh, wearing uh, you know, one might describe as a cowboy hat. Looks a little more like a farm hat, maybe like you'd see a swamp dweller wearing. And a uh, you know, pretty basic overcoat over his armor. Kind of looks like, a, well, a denim va- uh, jacket. Very nice. The door opens, and with a nice sort of slat swagger after riding on horseback, clink, 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 walks in the wood elf. On his back is a bow made of dragon bone, two daggers with hilts of dragon bone, and he looks across the room. Inside, there are several denizens of the guild. One particularly large, hairy man sits at the bar, drinking out of a stein, and goes, and spits his drink as he sees you walk in. Before you, Garrett, which we will now refer to as your character's name, Marsh. Before you, Marsh, are two tables. One, the quest desk, and one, the acquisitions desk. Behind the quest desk is a short dwarven woman who looks a little flustered at you as she looks up from her work at her table. You know a layout of a guild well. You walk over to the sideboard. There is a map of the local area. And on that map, there is a certain quest that you've come to collect and undertake. Dragon Mountain, located at the Chath Peak. You rip it off from its pin holding on the wall and walk up to the table. Now, are you the type to slam it down? Do you pass lightly under this nervous dwarf's nose? Or how do you deliver a quest? I'm assuming I would I would know this dwarf's name. Uh, you've been through many guilds. Are you the type to remember names well? You know what? No, I'm new here. Never mind. All right. All right. You, you travel far and wide. You've met many guild masters and their assistants. You're... Just another guild master here signing people up for quest. No, I just lightly put the quest down on the table and say, what can you tell me about this one, dwarf? Oh, well, uh, Dragon Mountain. 
Is that, uh... And she looks up at you and she eyes your chemical burn, your cut ear, and her eyes wander down your chest to the large silver pin thereon. Oh, a silver ligger. Well, well. So you've come for the dragon quest then, right? The, the payment is 1,000 gold pieces split among those who have uh, undertaken the quest. We... We heard word you'd be arriving this morning, so we selected three individuals, the Delvers, to meet you on location. The Delvers? Hi, the Delvers. They, uh... They got much experience killing dragon? Uh, no. But they are our most prolific group as of now, and while their methods are rather odd... They do see everything through. You will find them competent if distracted. Your most competent group has never slain a dragon. We don't get them very often around here. Our last one was some 150 years ago. I would have been uh, Bani Ruba, uh, killed by Radiant Lance. Oh, that is of interest. Yes, uh, same location, in fact, so uh, might be of use to you. Uh, will you be needing a horse to arrive on location? That would certainly be helpful. All right, these, guild will... these three newbies have their own mode of transportation, or do I have to fit three people on one horse? No, they took off with Aegis this morning. Uh, they will be there for pickup. Uh, you will grab a guild horse outside upon... Relinquishing its reins, it'll ride back here. They'll know when Aegis is to pick you all up. That, that's a lot to take in, but uh, I'll see if I can manage. Hi. Uh, working alone a lot, are you? Well, well, okay. Uh, 1,000 gold pieces, 250 each. Horde is yours uh, to split. Should you slay successfully the dragon? Any questions for me? Any, uh... Bonus, since you've, you know, you know, it sounds a lot like I'm going to be teaching as much as I am hunting, considering how new these people are. Hi, uh, well, we can, uh, you can work that out with them then. The horde splitting shall be an expert opinion, yes? Maybe half for you and the rest are split among the Delvers. It should be, all signs show a young dragon, so it shouldn't be too big of a horde up in the mountain, yes? Up in the Chaff Peak, yes. This piece of paper in front of me is mum as to the color of the dragon. I'm assuming red. Red is correct. Though uh, the one Bani Rubav long ago, that was green. Uh, So the layer is popular. Well, all right then. Point me in the direction of my crew and I'll be on my way. I uh, grab the horse outside and uh, take it south out of town. They should be waiting for you along the road. You caught me a drink on the way out? Is that customary? <laughs> it is if you want me to leave faster. Okay, uh, Mr. Groinhammer, please. Uh, a, a drink for our silver rank friend. Cheers, friend. A gruff man with a salt and pepper beard pours you a drink, and you drink it down, place down the cup, and exit. You mount a guild horse expertly and ride south out of town. 
and you ride for some three hours until eventually out in front of you, you see a cart being tended to by a centaur. Tended to meaning the front half of the centaur, the human part is currently residing inside. You see a horse butt sticking out of the back. Inside, the Delvers are sitting drinking tea and enjoying a nice morning with Aegis. Well, you all are hunting dragons today, is it? Is this the so centaur that's told. talking? Yes, this is the centaur talking inside the cart right now as you arrive. Okay. Can everyone hear him? We're all in the same earshot at the yep, moment. You're all inside Aegis's cart once again. Uh, remind me, Kyle. Yeah. Did we? Did you assign? How did we know about this job? Like, did we? Did we accept uh, a dragon slaying position? <laughs> sort of. You arrived this morning to drop off Ambermore after the Poppin' Slads quest. You deliver him, and he's taken downstairs into the holding cells therein, along with the Zone of Truth. However, Cassius is very eager to get you guys back out of town, and immediately signs you guard duty of sorts. A dragon slayer is arriving in town today and he's going to need aid and help in his job. Other than that, you're not sure of what's supposed to happen, but you were pushed onto Aegis's cart and he rode you out of town until you've now arrived at the base of the mountain range here at Chath Peak. Yeah, seems like we're gonna fight dragons. Well, that's really something. That's really something. And he grabs the kettle and pours you another glass. I, uh, oh, and he sticks his head out the back. And Marsh, as you come down the road for the first time, you see the horse butt kind of walk backwards with a man body on top of the torso. Oh, well, here he comes. Everybody out, I'll pick you up at dusk, as per usual. And if you're not here at dusk, well, then enjoy sleeping in the mountains. And I'll see you at dawn. So can I see everyone now? Yep, you arrive at the back of the cart. Aegis, the centaur, steps backwards, his beautiful mane flowing in the breeze today, and motions in sort of a wide stance as though the Delvers are supposed to march out and meet you gladly. Delvers, how do you exit the cart? Uh, Not gladly, but, uh, you know, come out and just sort of skeptic look at who we're going to be partnering with here and just not unfriendly but just you know the last time we were partnered with a rogue he was the only person that got seen so you know there's definitely some doubt as to what might be happening here well a very doubtful centaur with a actually describe yourself here a doubtful centaur steps out of the cart satyr I make that mistake all the time too yeah I was just saying that word you know it's the difference of uh couple legs uh yeah so a uh a satyr gets out of the cart um wearing studded leather armor um except for down the lower parts of his legs where you see the exposed kind of goat feet um he's got a large purple scarf-like thing around his neck that's pulled up a little bit to conceal part of his face um and uh doesn't seem to be he doesn't overtly have any weapons on him except for a a bow along his back but just kind of eyeing you 
and then making way for his companions to get out of the cart as well. Next out of the cart is a young girl. Uh, she steps out. She's got buns of hair on her head, very much like Sailor Moon. Uh, she's got a huge warhammer on her back and five javelins, so it's really loud when she gets out of this cart. But she's no, she's winding up her arms, getting ready. Uh, and she's very short, and she looks like she's ready to run. She's kind of bouncing a little bit, getting the cardio up. And I said, young girl, more young woman of about. How old would you say? 18. 18. And then a half-orc exits the cart. All right, I'll do so with a big, heavy sort of leg, and then the second leg, and then I'll come out, chainmail clattering, uh, making noise, hoping that this new person not only sees my maces with my faces, my face maces, but is as intimidated as everyone should be when they see those but also impressed by my pious uh, sort of stature. And um, I will, as I step out, pull a uh, raw half-eaten potato out of my pocket and take a big crunchy bite of it as I step out and then just stare with a potato in my hand. Are you wearing your your big symbol today? Oh, yeah, totally. My my uh, Flavor Flav-sized uh, symbol on my chest, yes. that is That is on me. I so heard, dra- I heard dragon, and I'm like, I'm bringing everything for dragon. I'm not, I'm not holding back. A radiant sun face sits on his chest, a massive holy symbol. And we heard the description earlier, but as you dismount, Marsh, what sort of air do you put on as you approach your companions for the day? I would just say uh, collected. Don't really have much flair or anything to my uh, to my walk. Just kind of jump down off the horse, take a couple steps forward, and just kind of sizing you up. Also, I notice the way uh, this giant half orc seemed to have jumped out of the cart and say, "Hmm." And here I thought your cart just had bad suspension. <laughs> oh, I get it. He's making joke because I am big, but he does not understand this is compliment for me and my people. So. Laugh it up is fine. Uh, I still have your back. Is not good joke though. And I take another bite of my crunchy potato. Still having back some sort of greeting in your culture? <laughs> no, I'm just you know, in this group it is important we have each other's back. Even when a stranger comes, we don't know you. You don't know us. Uh, who who knows who to trust? But. Uh, you know, it's okay in my book until you until you cross one of us, and so far you you seem okay. And I slap well, him on the back. Where we're going, I would say you should be a little more concerned with your front, but that's good to know. <laughs> I do not think I understand joke, and I'll turn around and kind of look around, see where we are. <laughs> not you too sit bothered. at the base of a mountain range, out in the distance. Some ways you can see a great peak that has kind of a hood of clouds over the top of it. Before you, going up into this very rocky, red sort of landscape, is a kind of game trail. Very, very thin hiking trail with, you know, weeds and such kind of overlapping into it, not used very frequently at all. Aegis the centaur goes, oh! 
I almost forgot something. Would have been real rough if I did. And he clap, clap, clap's back to the the back of the cart and flips open a box, a chest. Okay, I got here. Uh, let's see, let's see. I got here one studded leather guild fire suppression suit. Uh, that would be yours there, Co. Oh, thank you. All right, I got uh, I got a. A uh, one studded leather fire suppression suit. That would be yours, uh, uh, Mr. Marsh. And he passes it in, out in front of him. You said one, but it seems like you have two. I go in the order I discover the items. If I were to pay attention to everything I do, I'd go mad, frankly. Well, I thank you for this. Yeah, yeah. And then I got here, uh... One chainmail guild-approved fire suppression suit. That'd be for you, Greenkeeper. Does it go on or under the armor? It goes instead of the armor. You'll be wearing that if you choose today. Okay. All right. And last but not least, I got one sky. A fire suppression suit. Uh, that would be you, Mr. Splendorbelt. Yes, is big enough for me. I should be. These are the same dang outfits you done wore when you took care of that fire back when you first got promoted to the Bronze League. Oh. You remember the Hellhound? Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah, yeah, might still have your stink on it from that day, too. I understand you all also cleared a sewer that week and were relieved of duty for a time for stenching up the place. Yes, this is correct, and I'll swipe it from him as if I don't want to hear any more of our <laughs> of, the, of where this thing has been and why it smells. You might all understand right. that mine was also in this sewer. Uh, no. Yours was in reserve at the time, as it was not needed, and we haven't had a fire since. But the please, guild accept, ta- please accept an additional thanks from me. Ah, y- you are most welcome. The guild takes care of its uh, workers, and we make sure if you're going to be fighting a red dragon, we make sure you have some fire-resistant fire suppression suits today. You'll find them already in your inventory if you wish to equip them instead of your current armor. Make sure you go down to the bottom and attune them. Otherwise, they will not work. Oh, well, all right. Uh, armor of fire resistance scale mail. So am I going to I'm going to lose my plus one business, aren't I? Yes. And that is your choice. You can go today with a extra one armor or you can be half damage from fire. The choice is yours. Do I have to unselect my regular armor? Because at the moment it's showing both as equipped. Uh, yeah, go ahead and do that. So go and uncheck the first box for your armor of acid resist. And this is, you know, Marsh changing out of a very, very fancy piece of armor. In fact, looks like it's made of black dragon scales. Too much for it. I can't remember where the attunement is for each item. I can do it for you down on inventory. It's at the bottom of the page. Is it? On all? Let's see. Inventory all? Oh, you're actually fully attuned, so you need to choose something to perhaps leave behind. You got your amulet of the devout, your staff of the python, and your cloak of protection. That's right. I'm I'm, I'm maxed. I forgot. That's why it's not letting me. Okay. uh, 
Let's leave behind... Oh, that's another one AC I'll lose if I do that. Um, I'm going to leave the staff behind. Am I, am I safe in doing that in this, in this freaking cart? Can I trust these people? I mean, you just have... I'll open her uh, bag of holding. Oh, yeah, let's do there that. Let's do that. Okay, so I'm going to take that off, and then I'm going to tune this bastard. Okay, it's awesome. tuned. All right, so we're all just getting changed in the street. Sounds good. <laughs> I mean, of course, you all have your under armors on, unless uh, unless you really enjoy the chafing of armor itself. Don't want that. Goat man shouldn't now, want that. <laughs> now, uh, one more thing, of course, I do need to warn you about with the guild-approved fire suppression suits. Uh, we were aware that the leather wearers of the group would not lack reflective strips on their firefighting outfits. So those have been removed so as to not uh, ruin any stealthy business you might be willing to undertake. However, of course, the chain mail and the scale mail do have fire suppression suit strips on them so you'll be able to find each other in a smoky den. We look like a bunch of plague rat exterminators. Exterminators you are. Slayer is a fancy word for exterminator, after all, unless you prefer the latter. I've really got to get my own damn fire resist gear. <laughs> well, you can do that at the guild shop when you're done. I'm heading out. I'll pick you up at dusk. And he walks to the front of the cart, latches himself in in a heavy sort of chest brace, and pulls the cart away. And as he pulls, he... Oh, stand more. It's good to see you. And he grabs the reins of your horse and starts walking off. That man just took my horse. He's gonna pick us up when we're done. Yeah, they have not. They have not stolen our stuff before. So you, you know. do notice as you all get changed that after donning the fire-resist armor. Marsh once again affixes his Silver League pin to his chest. I make a big deal of it. Oh. Fancy. A Silver Leaguer. Nice. And, uh, what league are you all in again? Uh, what was the. What'd you go by? The Devos? We're, uh, the Darkest Delvers. And uh, we are currently bronze, but we are poised to be silver any day now. It is complicated. We are bronze, but we are doing acts of bravery well beyond silver, perhaps even in gold territory. So not so simple as just bronze and silver. Yeah, I uh, hear that a lot. Hmm. Did you uh, accomplish getting to silver all by yourself, or did you... Have a group in the past? Yeah, just mostly me and my weasel Wheatley. You had a weasel. A weasel slithers up out of the armor onto your shoulder. Describe your weasel for us all, if you please. Yeah. Oh, he's. uh... (laughs) (laughs) So Wheatley is. uh, So my weasel is uh, mostly dark in color, uh, with kind of an uh, inverted, like bright colored kind of bandit mask around his eyes. And uh, he's a little scruffy. He looks like he may have uh, suffered from mange at one point, but it is definitely cured now. Even 
even Wheatley eyes you all critically. Oh yeah, he definitely squints and kind of gives you a look. But then yeah. Wheatley turns his head swiftly to the mountain path. Well, it's probably best we get going and try and find our buck. Awesome, let's do it. And Greenkeeper starts going. He may be going in the wrong direction from the path. Like, starts on it and then starts going off into the grass, but she's going. That's the weasel. <laughs> Everybody roll survival checks. All right. Now, of course, this is for tracking, hiking, and not to do with actually surviving at the moment. Can you see my roll? Yes, uh, I can. Yeah, we did. So 17 for me. Looks like 22 for Garrett. A nine for me. Ten for uh, Grinkeeper. So Grinkeeper, proudly with big, large steps, starts leading the way and quickly becomes estranged by the path. And you all pass her by. Ko also attempts to sort of lead the group as kind of the face man who has developed over the course of the Delvers, but he also finds himself wandering a little bit at some passes and some forks in the road. Splendorbelt, however, takes the lead for a hot moment and remembers he never likes taking the lead and takes the back end instead. Leaving Marsh with a 22 survival leading the way. Marsh, do you lead us all in purposeful silence, or do you like a bit of small talk on your adventures? Uh, I, w- I would say uh, I would like to get to know them a bit. Okay, okay. Well, what is your first get-to-know-you question? So, I hear you haven't killed Dragon before. You have much experience hunting any sort of game in the mountain? Flame Skull. We did fight the flame skull once. It was oh. was at the top of a tower, not a mountain. Actually, most of the time we are underground. Guess that explains where you get your group name from. Yes, it was a lot of time in the underdark. We bested not many dragons uh, down there that yes. we've seen. We bested the Minotaur. He is now my personal. Uh, a home watcher sits on a post and makes sure no one steals potatoes from the farm. This Is that was, that uh, uh, Aegis I met briefly? Uh, no, no, no. Or did he? Did he? No, no. Aegis was the centaur driving the oh, car. Oh, right, right, right. Different. No, this Minotaur. He's a big old. Uh, oh, Minotaur. Very scary, okay. but now is just he- just a head, <laughs> and he's on a stick. So we, you know, that's a good. That was a win. I say proudly. That's a little grim. You may have killed Dragon, but does he work for you now? Do you have him back home, you know, running security check on perimeter building? What what does your Dragon do for you? I don't know how you're expecting to prove that you killed the Dragon, but typically we turn in the head when we go to collect the bounty. Well, this is fine, but the darkest Delvers, we come up with... We, let's, let's just say we use the whole buffalo. He still guards my home with his life. And we'll do as I say. To perhaps tonight's dragon. Before, will... but I'll mark it down. <laughs> perhaps tonight's dragon will do the same for one of us. 
and I hit my chest hard with one hand. King and keep walking. Everybody make perception checks. That'd be a 16 for me. 16 for Grinkeeper. A 7 for me. Very nice. Marsh is busy watching the roads, and Marsh, with your previous survival check, you notice some small footprints on the pathway and bend down to inspect them. They appear to be lizard-like, about six inches long. Pretty common in these sort of dragon scenarios. Some kobolds must have set up a camp in this area. Some kobolds must have set up camp in this area. Says Marsh. However, <laughs> Splendor Belt, Grinkeeper, and Co., your eyes are drawn to the sky at the Chath Peak out in the distance with its great kind of cloud that almost seems like it's speared on top of the peak. And you see flying about it a red something. Wings out, tail waving behind, a great red lizard is flying far, far above. Is that a dragon? And Grinkeeper. Marsh, without any need, you immediately look up and see that, yes, that is indeed a dragon. However, you're a little preoccupied at the moment with those tracks you had just found. You expected to see a dragon, after all. That Yes, yes, well, it's a little far away right now. I'm a little more concerned with these kobolds that seem to be a lot closer. I thought we were killing dragons. Yes, the task was to protect you, but um, kill a dragon, I believe, is what we have Protect here. me. Okay, that's... Oh, that's rich. I just am using the phrase they gave us. Guard duty is what uh, they said. Kyle, for uh, my own understanding of these kobolds po- possibly uh, posing a threat or not, are does it seem like these tracks are heading in the direction to where we would have to pass through where the tracks have gone to get to the dragon? Uh, They seem to use this game trail pretty often, and it is really just a mess of footprints. There are many, many kobolds who must have trafficked through this area over time. Okay. Well, then, uh... Well, it's pretty pretty run-of-the-mill as far as game trails go. Just make sure we keep our wits about us as we move along. I mean, you are the expert. We will keep an eye out. Should we go stealthily or just maintain caution? Is it daytime or nighttime? It is pretty early in the morning. It'd be about 10 a.m. Okay. I I think we'll be just fine as long as we stay vigilant. And you continue walking on, following the trail, the various footprints therein. As a silver rank, though, Marsh, you're aware that kobolds are pretty bottom of the barrel, down there with, like, zombies, skeletons, goblins. While they do like to infest areas that involve dragons, rarely are they an issue. Yeah, I would assume a group of our size would be able to dispatch any kobold issues we come across. used to slaying them myself. We bring any gifts? Gifts? 
Yeah, because uh, uh, we gave gifts to those uh, Kutoa. You want to give gifts to the kobolds? They're little people. <laughs> I don't remember uh, what, but it was it was fish and pearls for the Kutoa. Far be it for me to look look strangely at being kind to murderous vermin, but if if the opportunity presents itself, I guess you could present a present. Okay. I'll see. I'd keep a sword in one hand, though, if I were you. I don't have a sword. Dealer's choice. You proceed onward. And now, draw your attention, please, to the map I am about to show you all in the chat here. You will note by using the token layer that you can grab any token. Please only touch your own tokens here on this map. As you walk, you've wound through the mountains now for about two hours. You've gone up, you've gone down, but overall it hasn't been particularly excruciating. You round the side of a peak and find yourself right below the massive Chaff Mountain. Rises up above you. The dragon, or at least the red speck in the sky, has long since disappeared. But you see before you a beautiful, magnificent waterfall, which suspends off its own rocks and falls through the air. This thing is about uh, 30 feet wide and plummeting water down into a basin below you here stand on the left side of the map you are up in the mountains looking down into a lake area down in the lake you can immediately see several small lizard like creatures with red skin pigment running about there's about four of them down there some of them are hauling large buckets on their heads and gathering water some of them are throwing stones in the water. And altogether from this distance, it seems like they're just being rather rambunctious, except for those moving the water, which are being hassled by the various cobalts that are passing down and through this mountain pass you see beyond, down by this water. As you approach the edge, you may roll stealth checks, you may do what you want, but this is sort of the area you find yourself on. In order to continue on your primary path at this elevation, there is a stone ledge of about three feet wide that passes back beyond and behind the waterfall. Your main path here that Marsh is leading you on continues on the other side. But as I mentioned, the waterfall sort of disconnects from the rock itself and crests over the path. Though it will be slightly wet and misty, it does appear that that's something you could cross behind. Otherwise, it is 120 feet down into the lake area I've described, where the kobolds are currently working slash playing. Okay. Um, so we've, we've all seen the kobolds at this point, right? Yep, you're all sort of, you know, depending on how you would approach the situation, you may have kind of a soldier crawled to the edge and are looking over this, or you might be merely standing up 120 feet above them, looking down over the edge, but this is what you see in the area you find yourself in. Gotcha. Well, I guess now is when I find out what kind of group I'm running with. Do you want to go behind the waterfall or 
you more the bloodlust variety. Waterfall's fine with me. Yes, I don't see any need to pick a fight with a bunch of kobolds, if unnecessary. Yes, we can avoid these. This is not even on the payday plan. We get around it, we get, we get to Dragon, or whatever it is we are getting. Sounds good, face mace. <laughs> and I go, hey, I like this. This is good, this is a good nickname, eh? Look at this. And I'll point at him. Genuinely cool, thinking it's cool that he has a nickname. I, 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 I give Splendor Belt a thumbs up. <laughs> I give it back very awkwardly because I don't really do that very often. It sounds so we're like gonna... we're going to try and go behind the waterfall. Excellent. What sort of march order do we have? Who's in front? Who's in the middle? Who's in back? And is there any stealth or checks you are doing with this particular maneuver? Uh, if it's all the same to everyone, I'll lead the way. I got a nod from the satyr with the pretty scarf. I'm going to take that as a yes. Oh, speaking of, it might not be a bad idea to, and he'll start pulling the scarf off and reveal that it is actually a fairly large sash. Um, in fact, significantly large. And it is a perilous drop. Maybe we should be prepared for falling and take some precautions. And is there any place that I can see over by the waterfall where I could have the sash adhere itself to? I have so climbing gear, don't I? You do, you and you have your... Um, yeah, so you could make your own, actually. Is that something I can kind of hammer in along the way, lead the way, and everyone can kind of enjoy the, the hammered-in rope situation? Yeah, it would make any sort of stealthing you're doing more difficult, but ultimately it can be done. I I feel like my character would assume the noise of the waterfall would overpower any sound of hammering. That is fair. Excellent. Then with the help of Sultan's sash of climbing, slithering along, and the, I think they're called pittens? That's my understanding as well. We're, we're going to, let's roll with that. All right. And with the help of the pittons climbing gear, that'll be Marsh in front hammering those in as you walk, and then the Sultan Sash with Co second behind helping it slither into the made marks for the connecting. Sounds good. That would leave Grinkeeper and Splendor Belt in the back. Any preference as to what the march order is? Um... I'd like to have the big guy at the back, if that's okay. This is where I belong, and I go in the back. All right, then let's all make our stealth checks first. Stealth, you say. I'm sure this will go great. 25. Nice. Ooh, nice. I got a 20. I got a... Scott... Uh, oh, you get an advantage. Yeah, okay. I get advantage. Or I get disadvantage. No. Wait. Disadvantage. Yeah, disadvantage. Disadvantage. Okay. So my Fine. my two is the one I have to go with. Or I should say, I'm sorry, my one, because I have a negative one to stealth. So get ready for jangly old 
<laughs> Chainmail wackadoo right behind everybody, ready to roll. So we begin to <laughs> place our anchors and walk across this very thin bit of rock. And leading us behind the waterfall is Marsh, followed by Ko in his Sultan Sash, Grinkeeper with a 10, I believe it was, yes. And then Splendor Belt. And Splendor Belt, as you first reach the wall, you place your back to the wall. And every time you take a step, your two maces go, hook-gong, hook-gong, hook-gong. <laughs> All right. Marsh, you begin to speed up a little bit uh, as you are noting you'd like to be behind the waterfall for the maximum coverage for this half work in the back making all the noise. And you lead everyone through with that 20 of stealth. Co right behind you, not making a noise at all. You walk forward and just begin to get behind the waterfall. Okay. When a great something flies in. Huge. Bigger than you expected. The reports seem to be wrong. Landing at the water is a huge red dragon. Immediately, your mind says, this must be at least 450 years old. The report mentioned maybe a 100-year-old dragon was in this area. He lands with a great... And growls at the kobolds who oh, and spill their water and they all kind of yep, 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 and, and all scatter about. And the final one, as they leave down their little pathway, gives a great bowing as it walks backwards, dragging its nose along the floor. The dragon walks on all four legs because it's got four legs and wings on top of that. Walks over to the water and begins to lap up like a dog, you know, but just filling the entire area with sound of him lapping heavily. And with every couple laps, is a great. I would, uh, I would like to try and get everyone's attention, like with like really wide eyes, like look at me, look at me, look at you. It's that dragon. It's right there. Everybody, everybody except for Marsh, make a wisdom saving throw. You get advantage, I think, for my aura. I I believe it's a plus, not advantage. Oh, plus what? Because I got a two. Let me check that here. Is this a spell or a magical effect? It's an aura, so I think it's a magical effect. Oh, no, I mean whatever I'm saving against. Oh, you're asking Kyle. This is not, this is neither. Okay. Plus uh, two to all saving throws. All right, there so I go. got a four. <laughs> I got a ten. <laughs> Shit. Uh, Thirteen. Marsh, you look back at your companions and you do kind of like that. Eyes on me, eyes on me, eyes on me. None of their eyes are on you. They have been completely overcome by the dragon's frightful presence. They are terrified. In particular, Crandall's Splendor Belt begins pulling at the rope and walking backwards. Kung, 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 as he tries to escape the area. You are all under the frightened condition, which means you cannot advance towards the creature that is frightening you. Nor, and you have disadvantage in all saving throws and all ability checks. 
Can I get their attention with my weasel? Yeah, baby. You could send out your weasel, yes. I would like my weasel to, like, I just go, and my weasel kind of scurries along the, the, the rock wall and tries to get their attention, starting from, well, I guess, Splunderbelt, because Splunderbelt's the furthest back. A frightened creature has disadvantage in all ability checks and attack rolls while in the source of its fear's line of sight. The creatures aren't willing to move closer to the source of its fear. So a a weasel, a ferret, goes running across Sultan's sash, which is currently held taut by the three of you all backing up and away from Marsh, who is staying in place. The weasel runs along the sash, jumping over the shoulders of Ko, runs along the sash, jumps over the shoulders of Grinkeeper, and reaches Splunderbelt. It starts squeaking at him. Or chuckling, as it is called, <laughs> with weasels. <laughs> oh, they're such bastards. Splunderbelt, you are tunnel-visioned on this huge dragon before you. Oh. It is ginormous. Its head is the size of you. I have a little diagram that might help you understand how small you are in comparison. Oh, my. Look at this. It is giant. It has not currently noticed you, but you are overcome by fear. There is something chattering in your ear at the moment. What would you do? Um, I mean, maces with faces out. And I, if I had the wherewithal, you all, you all have to tell me if, I've, if, I'm, if I'm in a condition to do this or not, but I would... Um, I would pop my... Where is it? If I can find it. Where's my... Hold on. Where's my shield thing that I do? Uh, that is a bonus action. Hold on. There we go. Bonus actions. Here we go. Uh, my... Oh, no. I don't have that anymore. What happened? Are you looking for a shield of faith? Yes. that's where. Where is that? It's under your spells, under first level. Oh. I thought that was a feature. Um, You may have seen it under your bonus action abilities at another time, but it is a bonus action. Okay, fair enough. Um, Let's go ahead and use... I I would pop that. And that would create a... Oh, yeah, there it is, Shield of Faith. I got confused about where I got that from. Um, that'll give me a 10-minute shimmering field and surrounds a creature of your choice within range, granting it plus two bonus to AC for the duration. So I would pop that and be in some sort of fighting stance, even though I was scared. So, Marsh, you're kind of leaning forward against this wall here, trying to get the attention of the back Splendor Belt, who is currently backing away, holding his two mesas out in front of him with a weasel chattering on his shoulder. And then you hear kind of a kung as magical armor shifts around him. I'm gonna. I'm, I'm doing like quiet yells, like, hey! Hey! Big guy! Face mace! <laughs> Does it work? Does it get my attention? Well, you're the one currently in terror with a weasel on your shoulder, and you're also tied to the group. So, more so, you hear talking, you hear chattering, and you see that there is a large rope, something around your waist that is stopping you from being able to run away. Hmm. I yank on the rope. Yeah, does that shock me out of it by yanking on the rope? Well, the yank first has to go through a co and then a grin keeper. So the yank dies a little early before it reaches Splunderbelt. 
All right. Can I throw a rock at him? <laughs> Does Make the it. yank jar me out of my stupor? Seeing as I I got the full yank. Yeah, let's give you a wisdom saving throw. Okay. Got the full yank. A 14. A 14. You are in a full adrenaline rush, but you do come too. Just get a slow, gritted teeth turn to look at Marsh. Co, we need to get your big friend over there moving behind this waterfall. We are, this is not the place where we want to fight that dragon. And Co is going to close his eyes, try and compose himself. We are going to activate psychic whispers to all three of the companions here. And for the next eight hours, Ko is able to psychically communicate with everyone. And you just hear a voice, uh, uh, first the Splendor Belt, um, that goes, Hey man, you really need to get it together, okay? I, I get it. It's a big dragon. I didn't think they were this big, but focus. This guy... I think he knows what he's doing. <laughs> All right. Well, I can tell you that I'd want to break free of this fear, but Kyle, I, I'm going to have to ask you how how does this work? Does well, it affect me? Well, first, let's me? go down the chain a moment. Yeah. Because next up is Grinkeeper, and Grinkeeper, I have a theory that your fear is more fascination. Is this true? <laughs> Uh, she's experienced this before with the hags so she knows what it is but yeah she's more staring at it just shock and awe than fear Marsh as you try to get the attention of Grinkeeper and it seems that some sort of voice has entered your ears uh, you notice that the the young woman who is extremely strong and extremely buff despite her shortness as she put it is looking on with fairy tale wonder at this dragon down in the basin okay great can 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 i speak to her telepathically or is that only co uh we've the kind of shorthand we do is that technically it's only to me but i will relay anything you say so we okay. can co. essentially do it we're just not gonna play okay. it out all right co tell would you would you tell your would you tell your young friend with the buns down there that, yes, this is all very fascinating, but we need to get through the damn waterfall? Wait, what are the buns? Her tight butt? Is that what you're saying? Oh, she's got the, the, the little buns. Oh, the hair buns. Right, her right. hair, man. All right, all right, all right. I'm just making sure. I'm making sure. That's all. I'm just trying I mean, to get maybe, an but idea. She's always worn chainmail. <laughs> I just mean I'm trying to see, you know, what's the. Maybe our new guy's a little on the old, uh, you know. Misogynistic side. I don't know. I don't know him very well. Perverted ass half orc. Alright. Everyone who has received a psychic whisper, which is everybody, and Ko has already saved, may make another wisdom saving throw. Alrighty. Feel feel better about this. Come on. <laughs> Sixteen this time. <laughs> You rolled like I did last time. Oh, plus uh, right. the aura, so 18. 
right? Because we get a plus two still. So, Crandall, you yeah. come to and begin to gain your senses, calm down a little bit. There's a weasel on your shoulder. You're not sure how it got there, and you're holding both your maces. You don't remember doing that. You're also glimmering because you cast your armor on yourself. You don't remember doing that either. But it seems like there is a giant dragon before you, and the guy at the end is now psychically communicating to you that you have to get behind the waterfall. He's too busy thinking about butts and buns. That's what pulled him out of his <laughs> stupid. God, let's go. Splunderbelt, you try to advance, but Grinkeeper is frozen in your path. Okay. All right. I'll say... Uh, I gotta help with this. Um, hold on, I have an idea. <laughs> this is gonna work, though. Oh, I left it back there, though. I was going to shock her with something else, but the snake staff isn't here. I was going to use that. All right. Um, it's in her bag, and you could reach into the bag of holding on her side and grab it. That's true. Can I wield it for just this task? And let me ask you this. My goal is here is not to have it turn into a big, fat snake and plop down in front of us. My goal is to maybe just have it sort of transform the tip, just the tip of the snake's head, maybe just kind of go and like kind of get up next to her head then just wake her up like, hey! You know what I mean? So you relatch both your face maces and scooting along the wall till you're right next to Grinkeeper. You send one hand down to kind of flip open the Indiana Jones style bag <laughs> and reach a whole a whole Mary Poppins arm in there yeah. and pull out your snake staff. And now kind of you're balancing on the edge here, so you grab it and then you bring the snake's head around in front of Grinkeeper. Yeah. Yes. And I'll go, hey, like, you know, <laughs> like, yeah, come on. <laughs> you snap out of it sort of action with it and kind of poke it around her, toward her head. Roll an acrobatics to maintain your balance oh, while great. performing this grab. There just great. wasn't an easier way. Like, we wish there were, but this is it. This, this is, is the it. only way. Thankfully, it's my one of my negative ones <laughs> traits. So let's see how we do here. Come on, baby. Oh, that's not bad. 14? 14. All right, a little bit of slippage, but you're fine. Okay. The snake staff comes around and blocks Grinkeeper's vision. Grinkeeper, you may make a wisdom saving throw. It's a four. <laughs> Grinkeeper's just going to lean over and go, There's a dragon there, man. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I Big wouldn't God, believe you just I wasn't seeing it. <laughs> Yo, face mace, pick her up and let's get moving. This is good idea. I'll put the staff back in her bag. I will tuck my maces into their holding position, into the uh, holsters, and then I will attempt to f manhandle her up in the air and carry her forward, which I hope has two effects. One, moving her, and two, maybe this will snap her out of it. So you pick her up in kind of a bear hug position, just hold her to your chest like you got a big old teddy bear, and you start scooting along as well. Marsh, finally the group advances behind the waterfall. Uh, Token-wise, Grinkeeper's token is out in front of Splunderbelt. Okay. <laughs> All right. Oh, this, this is so skunked. We, we move along so much slower than I would like. 
So traffic with the, on I-15. Very nice. With the source of your fascination and water cascading across your face, Grinkeeper, you come to and find yourself being held by Splendor Belt with nothing under your feet. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. You can set me down. Are you sure? This is... I can carry for a bit. Yeah, no, no, I'm good. Thank you. Okay, and I'll put her down. Did you guys see that? Oh, yes. Yeah, we all saw it. That was amazing. Oh, my God. (laughs) Newbies. Okay, so what exactly is the plan? We know the dragon is there. What do we do? Do we spring out at it? Do we throw things at it? How do you fight? Well, ask man up front. He seems to know all there is to know about dragon killing. What do we do? It was huge! That's exactly who I'm asking, Splendor Belt. I am not asking you on how to kill a dragon. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, uh, Kyle, um, unaware of of what would and not be a good place to fight a dragon, but I feel like my character would know a good place to fight a dragon. Does the other side of the waterfall seem like as good a place as ever to try and kill this fool? Well, your draconic knowledge tells you several things. First of all, the dragons always like to fight from the air if possible. And so out in the open like this, its hit and run tactics will be very, very strong. Secondly, the dragon is intelligent. It wants to live. In fact, a some 450-year-old dragon might have up to a 1,000 years left on it. It's likely to run away if you guys were even to get it to lower health in the first place. The best way to fight a dragon, in your experience, is to match it in its lair and find a way to cut off its escape. This is a terrible place to try and fight that damn thing. We are either going to get eaten in the open or just scare the damn thing away, and it's going to be, it's going to have its guard up when we actually go to fight it. We need to find the dragon's lair and make sure it can't get away. Not to mention, this flyer was full of garbage. That dragon is about three times as big as the flyer made it out to be. (sighs) Is this as big as dragon you killed before, or same? This is the biggest dragon I have ever laid eyes upon. I've never seen anything like it. And Grinkeeper's just going in the background. <laughs> Still really. Like, like a little kid, you know, in movies, just talking and running around. <laughs> wow. What is with the little one? She's very excited to see a dragon. Like I said, we've never seen one before. Well, I, I have to say, we are in it now, but I think... Oh. I, I, th- this is a full team of gold leagues business at best so we've got a we have a challenge ahead of us so, I mean if you believe yeah. Splendor Belt we are basically doing gold league work I think we've I think we've got this how do we track it to its lair I, remind me to talk to the guild about matchmaking after this <laughs> we need to keep sneaking past work our way up the mountain and find where that dragon calls home. And all right, no, I don't think giving it a gift is going to work before you get to that point. No, I think it lives at the top of the mountain. That's where we saw it flying earlier. 
That is the smartest thing you have said all day. It's great, right? It makes sense. Uh, I'm with her. We go to the top of the mountain. All right, are we ready to then continue out from behind the waterfall? Yeah, as long as you don't... I don't know, Kyle, do we need to roll any more checks for... Why, uh... of course you do, because it's <laughs> wet back here in the waterfall. Everybody make acrobatics checks. Uh, Splinterbelt, are you putting down Grinkeeper? Grinkeeper, do you want, be, want to be put down? Yeah, Grinkeeper, oh, yeah. Grin yeah. want to be put down. I, mean, I think we put her down already, but yeah, for sure. Sorry, acrobatics, you said? Yep. Oh, jeez. Uh, Marsh rolled an 18. A dirty 20. Dirty 20. No athletics, I guess. That's not an option. Acrobatics nope, only. Nope, it's all about balancing. All right, a 12. Okay. Everybody manages to find their footing here in the wet waterfall pathway and begins to scoot along. Splendor Belt, your feet slip a couple times and you decide that you're done with this and you're just going to do hands and knees and you bend right on over and get down and just start crawling the rest of the way. As we exit the waterfall, everybody makes stealth checks. Another wonderful. <laughs> That's a 19 for Marsh. A 27. Uh... Disadvantage for me, so two. These are always Marsh bad. Co. You make it to the other side, and you are able to disconnect from your backs from the edge of the waterfall and this pathway. Grinkeeper and Splendorbelt are last across. Grinkeeper, you slip a little bit on a rock, causing some rocks to cascade down the back, but they land on the pathway itself. However, as Splendor Belt approaches, he feel blown uh, and slips on them, catches himself on the edge, doesn't fall, but his maces go bang, 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 bang into the wall. With that, too, the dragon looks up from its drinking, from its resting, and gives a great morsels and <laughs> gives a great flight into the air and begins to fly out away from the mountain and circle back around. What's ahead of me? Ahead of you is a landing. You can see quite a bit of space here, away from the mountain, and then the pathway continues up above. Okay. Uh, is uh, Splendorbelt still just, like, hanging onto the edge, cliffhanger style? He has since caught himself and is crawling to the edge and has now made it onto the full land beyond. Well, way to go, Splendorbelt. Has anyone ever told you the miracles of wrapping your weapons in cloth? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, this is a good idea. I'd try this next time we are, uh, you know, we are in position like this. But uh, before now, no. Could not consider we are all mad at Splendor Belt, but we need to figure out what to do about the dragon. Oh, we run. There we is a next time. Is there anywhere here where we could find cover? If you can make it up around the pathway, there are some large boulders you could take cover behind. Except everybody roll initiative. Oh, shit. Oh, no. 
No, four. No. I am failing to find initiative. <laughs> it is at the very top of your sheet there. It is next to your armor class. Yeah, middle, middle, to- uh, middle top, second row down, basically. Got it. Yeah. Oh, that's 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 less than wonderful. That's an eleven for Marsh. Co had a nine. At this rate, you'll be first. Yeah, an eleven Marsh. might be the first. Yeah. Marsh turns around to the pathway and sees the boulders up ahead and begins to tell you, we got to get behind just as the dragon crests over the bit of land that you're on. It's right behind you with initiative of 16. It has descended upon you and it lets loose a dragon breath that engulfs all of you. Dexterity saving throws. Oh, man. Would I just click on dexterity? Uh, There is a saving throw box to the side there where you'll see dex again with a slightly higher number. Let me ask the tired question. Is this a spell or magical effect? Probably not. You know, it's his breath, right? But I, I, I believe it would be a natural attack, but let's see. Looks like this has been asked before. No, it is a monster attack. Okay. Then that would I be got an 11. An 11. I got a, as well. Uh, oh, no, I don't remember what I got. Dirty 20. How do you find... Oh, here we go. Actually, how do I find my uh, my roll? You rolled it here. You got an 11. Oh, there it is. Okay, yeah, 11. Sorry. He and then everyone's adding the plus two from the aura, right? Make sure you get that aura in oh, there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So oh, 12, 13. Then in 13. that case... Oh, yeah, 13. 13. That's three thirteens and then whatever Kristen got. Grinkeeper action dives out of the way and rolls across the ground as she does. The rest of you, with Marsha's back pointing up the mountain, with Ko looking around, about to run, but realizing he's still tied to Splendor Belt, and Splendor Belt's still down on his hands and knees, the fire engulfs everyone but Grinkeeper. You would take 56 points of damage here. However, you are all wearing your fire suppression suits and instead take 28 points of fire damage. Grinkeeper, you take 14 as you dive out of the way. <laughs> That's all. Do I half that or no? Uh, the half is the 14 of 28. Well, does this auto update for me? Uh, no, you will have to enter in your top hit points there how much I've minused you, so which is that 28. Upper right. 28. 28. Jeez Louises. Damage. If only we had leveled from that last journey, this would have been a very different outcome for Go. Oh, why is that? Just out of curiosity. Uh, I get Uncanny Dodge, I think, is the next one. Um, Basically, on deck saves, if I succeed, it's 100% mitigation. If I fail, uh, it's half. So with the resist, it would have been half of a half. You can still use your uh, reaction, though. I don't think so, because it's not an attack. Because it's not against the save, it's against attacks. Unless you want to say it's okay, and then I will. I won't argue with having more HP. It hits you within it. Well, this is called a monster attack here in the rules. Let's find okay. out, shall we? I will use it. If I can use it, I will use it. Yeah, let's find out. Let's find out. However, the rest of you, as I fi- figure out how burnt and singed Ko is... <laughs> stand from the dodge you attempted or failed to do and the dragon has continued to fly up the mountainside 
We're out of Is initiative. It? Okay. Yeah, Does are. it look like it's leaving? It seems to be flying off. Okay. This sounds like a boss fight with multiple stages. <laughs> if I had to guess. I'm uh I'm I'm coughing and cussing. Wait, what does that sound like? I wanna hear it. <laughs> <laughs> Son of a skunk, you newbie pieces of spoiled cheese. Oh, I love it. You've gone like full um Yosemite Sam on us. That's great. I haven't quite gotten to tarnation, but <laughs> You make one more damn noise with your mace, and we'll get there. <laughs> How are you all still alive with his loud maces? Oh, My goodness. Man. It comes up a lot. We kill things. It's like walking around with a can full of change. Yeah. It hasn't been an issue until just just today, really. But, um, yeah, we need to take care of that. You are very loud. Okay. All right. Okay. Uh, so, so, does anyone have anything triage-wise? I mean, I can, I oh, can do well, some that's healing. That's why we travel with these ones. Uh, why don't we? Uh, let's do some get healing. Mended? Yeah, let's do some healing. Um, I will heal, uh, or I will uh, come and touch you for. Uh, uh, let's see. Let's do cure wounds, and I'm gonna do it at. Who's you? Who are you healing? Um, <clears throat> you took full damage, Co. <coughs> okay. Oh, he took full damage. Yes. Okay. Well, now that so we know I'm that, at, um, I'm at eleven. You're at eleven. Okay, I'm going to give you some first. So I will turn to Co, touch him gently, very, very non-erotically, and uh, <laughs> cast. Uh, so you said two different things <laughs> just now, but go ahead. <laughs> I'm going to cast cure wounds at level two. <clears throat> at level two. Which will heal you for a grand total of 12 points of damage of whatever you've got. 12 points of healing is what I'm trying to say. Durr. I lean over to Grinkeeper and say, these two uh, seem close. <laughs> I, that's a good... If I hear um, that, I would laugh. I mean, clo- we're all close. I just give healing to whoever's hurting most. While the healing's going, the sash begins to untie itself from everybody and coil back up around Ko to reappear as a scarf. I had never seen a scarf do that before. Grinkeeper, you want to give him uh, some healing or you want me to do again? He's up to you. Uh, yeah, sure, I can do it. And then Grinkeeper will turn around and slap you in the face, uh, Garrett, for 20 points of healing. Oh, what the shit? Oh, that, that actually feels pretty good. Yeah, it's cool, isn't it? <laughs> Thank you. All right, so... I feel like his healing was better than mine. Splinderbelt. Hey, now. I demand to be healed again. <laughs> this is this is best I have. What do you mean? I think you could do better. You are... She is a paladin. You are a cleric. How is it that he looks like he is fine and I still have cuts? Look, this one's still bleeding. Okay, I do again. And I roll again. Seven, I'm sorry, 12 more points of healing. See, it's not so bad. Just a, 
just to clarify, I was healed for 20? Yes. Okay, thanks. That is pretty good. Co has a point. <laughs> I don't want to admit it, but it's a lot better. Uh, I'm going to go pick up my hat because I hope that, for the love of God, it at least fell off and didn't get burned. Your hat is okay. Oh, thank, thank you. Thank you, universe. You give it a little dust, kind of flick off a couple of singes, and we find ourselves all at least healed up to a degree with the path ahead of us. All right. Uh, now, if y'all don't mind, I'd like to get the hell up this mountain. Let's go, Wheatley. And I just start sauntering off. I'm done waiting for these people. Marsh heads up the mountain. Give a look at everybody. This this one is very serious compared to... He seems to know what he's doing. I mean, he got hit by the dragon breath. He's also not very... Maybe carry your maces. He's not... I can do this. This is fine. That's a good idea. I was going to do it. And I... (laughs) I, uh, <laughs> I, I, oh, I don't hear this, but I shout back as I'm walking up the mountain, and someone wrap up those damn maces. Yeah, yeah. Hold on a second, and I'll take them and put them in her. I'm going to put them in her bag of holding, which I guess will muffle it, because she's got all kinds of weird shit in there. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it is magically suspended in such a way as they do not clink. All right. Well, that's what I'll do. And turn off your magic army. You're glittering like a damn chandelier up on this mountainside. Hold on a second. This is not the. There is no turning off magic. What the, not, this is this is what I have. <laughs> <laughs> he says, yelling up the mountain as Marsh walks away. <laughs> the maces do, are quiet, no but he just complains yeah, the whole way. Up. My reply is silent, silent indignant, indignance. Perfect. You all proceed up the mountain. This is why I work alone. Let's roll some survival checks to maintain the trail. Already? Survival. 14. Oh. A one. That's one. That's okay. a 13 for Marsh. It'll be a 13 for me. All right. Everybody walks ahead. Grimkeeper gets 14, a little turned 15, around. 15, sorry. Because we're still Slender using Grim, Grimkeeper's thing. Sorry, go ahead. No, hers is only for saves and stuff. Uh, the aura is... Oh, it's, it's not piece. for... Ch- I thought it was for other stuff. All right. But all the same, you find a rolled one Grimkeeper wandering in the thrushes a bit and manage to turn her around and get her back on the path. You all walk up the mountainside for a time. Some 30 minutes. Roll perception checks now. A 12. Uh, 7. 15. Uh, 24. 24. Marsh, you note several things out in the lead. That as you have climbed the mountain, it seems that there are some glowing veins along its side. Pretty common for a red dragon, after all, to make its home in an active volcano. There are some rivers of lava up to head that may be part of your journey. But 
You and Splunderbelt note something below and turn the party's attention. Now, having climbed up for some 30 minutes, down, down below, you see a village of sorts with huts, with a center of town, with a great bonfire. And you can see all those little red specks of the kobolds jumping and walking around. And you begin to hear a bit of drums, a light drum. Boom, 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 boom. Far off in the distance. And as you look, particularly Martian Splendorbelt, you see emerging from the largest hut is a long log, a long beam. And seemingly strapped to it is three kobolds, all tied up, kind of like a totem pole down it. The whole village seems to be carrying this long beam with kobolds tied to it to the edge of their rocky outcropping. And they lay it down in between some rocks so it stands erect there on the edge. And as you watch, the great red dragon lifts its wings, flies up over the edge, and with all four legs, grabs the log and flies off. A great amount of celebrating takes place. All, all You see all those little dots? Nee, 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 they all jump up and down and up and down, and a great party seems to break out among the kobolds. Uh, lean back over to uh, Grinkeeper and say, see, that's how they give presents. <laughs> I wouldn't want a kobold. Neither would I. <laughs> So is the dragon just out of sight at this point? It flew around the back of the mountain with its prize. Well, it looks like a dragon might live around back of the mountain. Does it look like there's a path ahead or uh, like we're going to have to get go through the village? No, you're quite far above the village. The path leads on ahead of you, and you continue to walk, and that's where we'll take our break. Perfect timing. Uh, We'll be back in eight or ten, everybody. Go take a break, take a pee, do whatever you got to do, and we'll be back with more. There will be dungeons momentarily. Okay, we're back for the latter part of today's session, and we throw it back to Kyle, our intrepid DM for today. Kyle. As you view the kobold party breaking out as they all celebrate their glorious sacrifice at this distance, you turn around to proceed up the mountain again. And standing before you is another kobold, suddenly. Unaware that it had appeared there, however, this one has the most magnificent headdress on. Huge, arching, long feathers come out from a skull cap that it wears. And sitting on top of it, is a some uh, two-foot-long pole, which also ends in three feathers kind of exploding outwards. It wears this long, long cloak that drags along the ground, and it has in its hands a small bell and a bird cage with a lizard in it. And it goes, ah! <laughs> as you turn. Nobody knows this language except for our intrepid dragon slayer who speaks Draconic. 
He's speaking draconic. And it said, adventurers here? Uh, I'm gonna try to communicate with this thing. Uh, and, and I go, uh, in, in it's in draconic, I say, adventure is a unique choice of words, but sure. This mountain has known many adventurers. Follow me, if you please. Ding, ding, ding. And it walks as its bell and its offhand rings, leading the way with its lizard in a cage. And it walks around a boulder nearby and disappears. It uh, wants us to follow it. Is this uh, typical for a dragon hunt? I mean, you tend to have... I hate to say it, but cults tend to follow dragons. Keep your uh, wits about you. Do we want to follow it? Yeah. I guess we do. All right. Uh, it sounds like uh, unless unless Slenderbelt has a, a great uh, disagreement, we're going to follow the kobold. Yeah, I'd go. Let's do it. You walk around behind the boulder and you see a small cave, some three feet high. And inside of it, you can hear ding, 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 the sound of the bell traveling down through the tunnel. Uh, uh. I'm going to pull out my bow before descending. <laughs> Marsh leads with his bow drawn. Co will follow behind, just duck down. Grinkeeper next. Same. I'll feel weird without my maces, but it's okay. We leave the sound of the cheering crowds behind as we enter the tunnel. We head down down this long tube with jagged edges all over it. A lava tube, if you will. And as you bend down and kind of crawl in these three-foot tight spaces, quickly you enter a small room of about 15 feet wide. On the back wall are seemingly two giant metal pipes built into the stone, surrounded by the stone. These Two-foot diameter pipes run from top to bottom. But inside here is a small bed, a small fire, a collection of objects on a small wooden table, slightly singed. And it walks over the kobold and places its caged lizard on the table and drops its bell. And it hustles over to its bed where it reaches underneath and pulls out some old fetid pieces of meat and walks over to the fire and lays them over a stick as though bacon-like. <sighs> Please join me. But for the rest of you here, It wants us to take a seat. Grinkeeper sits. I would like to ask the creature its name. Well, then do so. Uh, hey, uh, you got a name? Scoogie. Everybody, this is Scoogie. Scoogie would like us to join them. Scoogie, shaman of the Cobalt camp. 
Scoogie thinks they're important. Scoogie has a request of adventurers heading through this area. Scoogie's got some bull it needs us to take care of. Scoogie was very important, very revered until the dragon came. The dragon came some month back, and when it did, nobody worshipped Scoogie no more. They only worshipped dragon. The dragon canceled Scoogie. Scoogie has need of adventurers such as you. Scoogie wants to help. Help Scoogie will. Well, if Scoogie's to be believed, he stands. Uh, uh, sorry, Scoogie, are you a uh, are you a, a a boy cobalt girl cobalt? Scoogie has long since forgotten the need for such things. Okay, uh, they stand a lot to gain from the sudden demise of our red dragon problem. Would uh, Scoogie be willing to aid us? What can Scoogie do? Uh, well, Scoogie certainly seems like they want to help us. Of course, the question must be asked, can we, uh, can we trust this weird little dude? Scoogie looks around at you all, unsure what you're talking about before it. <laughs> uh, I asked Scoogie and Draconic, why should we trust you? Trust? No need for trust. Only slay. Slay and leave my people to me. So I stand corrected. Scoogie uh, doesn't have some new bull for us to do. Scoogie just really wants us to kill the dragon, which uh, that seems nice. I asked Scoogie and Draconic, well, how can you help us in ridding you of this red menace? Does the adventurers promise to help Scoogie? Hey, uh, the, 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 the Doovers, whatever your name is, uh, do we promise to help this weirdo? I mean, if we are already going to kill it, I isn't that helping him and killing it? So what's the point? What can he do for us? I turn back to Scoogie and I go, so what you want us to do is to kill the dragon. Uh, this is what Scoogie desires most. Okay, Scoogie. Well, I mean, we definitely came up here for a completely different reason and you are really inconveniencing us, but we will help you. Very good. Uh, Scoogie, Scoogie is most pleased with this answer. Scoogie can help. Scoogie knows the way. Scoogie says he knows the way. Scoogie's got a clue. Uh, Scoogie, Scoogie, and he walks over to the large pipes that run through the stone and gives them a boom, boom, boom. Scoogie knows the secret of the mountain. Scoogie, is it wise to be making so much noise? I the, the crowd still cheer outside. Can you not hear them? <laughs> uh, in Draconic, I say, fair. Yes, as long as they celebrate the sacrifice of snacks, they will be pleased for a time, and the dragon will feast on the cobalt flesh of which it is taken. Scoogie knows the secret of the mountain. This mountain is not all it seems. And Scoogie has a gift, and he takes off his hat. 
and lowers it very ceremoniously in front of him and places it on the ground ah! and holds out his arms and starts to do a little dance around the hat, making sure <laughs> that it always ends with a little reverence kind of swoop over the hat like it's summoning something out of the hat. Ah! Ah! Wheatley, the swamp weasel, scurries down and is very intrigued by all of the movement. Ah, a snack! A most delicious beast! Did you just call my weasel a snack? If it belongs to you, yes. May I keep it? You absolutely may not. Oh, I mean no disrespect, adventurer. Your weasel looks most tasty. Well, disrespect is taken. Stay away from my weasel. No, no, I wish to speak to another who I have not disrespected. Any of y'all speak Draconic? I do not know what this language is. I got bad news for you, Scoogie. You're stuck with me. Uh, uh, humblest Scoogie apologies. Scoogie, uh, Scoogie can tell you where to find the path. Scoogie, where exactly is this path going to lead us? It'll lead you to the heart of the dragon's lair. So apparently, uh, Scoogie can lead us to the dragon's lair. Oh, this is is good. Yes. We're all just going to trust this weird half-naked kobold. Why not? I mean, it is possible he is in cahoots with the dragon is luring us to our death. So that should be said, but, uh, you know, either way, we are going to see the dragon, so we go with him or we go on our own. Seems the same. Uh, we'll just keep an eye out for any other kobolds and uh, definitely let me know if you see a long log with some rope. We can uh, keep an eye out for this. And then we are set, yes? Does anyone need to buy it or anything before we sally forth? If you would like to count this as a short rest, you may. Oh, nice. Here at Camp Scoogie. I would like to do that. Scoogie Camp? Scoogie Camp, baby. You all get out your water skins, your snacks, and sit around while Scoogie presents. And he does several dances about his hat. And at one point, he flips the hat upside down, and with great gesture, almost like he's diving his arm inside the hat, he lifts in and then turns away from you and you hear a <laughs> of something being unscrewed from the hat. And he turns around ah, with one arm behind him and the hat now is missing its long, two-foot-long stick on top. So you took a feather off your hat? It is more than a feather, for it is... Ah! And he holds it above him with both hands, dropping his hat to the side. The arrow of slaying. Ah, and holds it out before him. It, it is a metal arrow, some two feet long. The feathers on it are about two feet long as well. These massive, massive feathers. Immediately note that cutting down these feathers is probably the right thing to make it fly. But he does present you with an arrow of slaying, which you will find a link for there in the Discord. 
Okay. Seems that a uh, new guy should take it. He has the bow. Am I really the only one here with a bow? I've got javelins and a mace. I mean, I have crossbow, but uh, that arrow looks like made for bow. Like I can bow-bow. fire a bow. I have one, but uh, oh. I think it would be better suited to someone who is uh, keen on dragons thing. This is definitely the right tool for the job. The arrow of dragon slaying forged by me for my vengeance. My place stolen from me among my people. I have put my own blood in it. Gross. I <laughs> most gross blood taken from a most unholy place. We do not need to know what... Oh, yeah, I can't understand him. Never mind. <laughs> no. <laughs> I, I, I'll tell you all. Yeah, apparently he made this with his blood. Well, then you are, that information. You are definitely having this arrow, then. It is yours to have. Take it in our pack to sealed. What's the catch? I catch you slay the dragon, and you leave the village in my care. What's, is there something of value in this village? You pulling a fast one on us? Uh, people, worshippers, people who massage my feet day and night. All right, you throw in one cobalt foot massage and you got yourself a deal. Aye, it shall be. When I retake the village, a cobalt foot massage you. Preach, yes, yes. As long as we do it quickly and he doesn't eat all my cobalt masseuses, it shall be done. <laughs> How many are there? <laughs> All right, y'all, you're in luck. I just I just got us each, each a cobalt massage, foot massage out of the deal. Co uh, looks down at his hooves, looks back up, looks around. They know how to tend to horses too. They've got they they have hoof experience. Hi, the frog shall be most clean. He he's not a frog. Okay. The frog is the small part in the center of the hoof, which you must take good care of not to injure, for it is where the vessels are. Oh, goodness, never mind. Okay. <laughs> Cobalt knows a lot. <laughs> Don't need to horseplain me. Yeah. My apologies. Brave adventurers, follow me then up the mountain. And he redons his cat, now missing its stick and many feathers. Does the, arrow, the arrow slaying sounds like it's pretty big. Does it fit nicely in my quiver, or am I having to like yeah. strap this thing to my back? No, it fits in your quiver. However, it is a full metal kind of shaft on it, so it does take up considerably more space than the others, but it is fired exactly like a normal arrow would be. All right. All right. I, I tighten my quiver strap, and I get moving. Scoogie goes over and grabs the cage with the lizard on it and the bell and begins walking out of his tunnel, waddling out of his tunnel. I I, I, I kind of shout ahead to him. What's with the bell? The bell? Uh, this allows me to cast my many shaman spells. Ding, 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 ding. Uh, are any of my candles at risk with this guy being around? Well, he currently doesn't <laughs> know about your candles, but you do get a thought that he'd probably be pretty excited about them. Okay. Well, I'll keep him in. I'll keep him safe. As some might say, no take candle. That's what I would say. 
Like keep them safe, keep them hidden. Yep. Come, Scraggy. Lead the way. And he holds the cage out in front of him and starts walking. We continue up the mountain now. Cancel the sound of that crowd. We're far beyond such oh, things. Oh, well, they're gone. All right. Goodbye, crowd. <laughs> Oops, I can't find them. <laughs> there they are. Okay, they're gone. <laughs> we make our way up the mountainside. Infinite and- crowd. <laughs> And we follow Scoogie, because Scoogie knows the way, after all. And Scoogie leads you up and around the mountain, and you circle the entire mountain once as you go. A good hour and a half trek now, as you climb and you climb and you climb. And all the time, Scoogie stays in the lead, only stopping if we are delayed for any reason, and rings the bell aggressively to keep you going. But eventually we find ourselves... Back on the map here, if you will. Scroll down a little bit. We find ourselves here. On the edge of the mountain with a great river of lava before us. It tumbles down the rocks some 50 feet before splashing a little bit and forming a small pool before you on the pathway that you're walking on. This pathway is massive now up the side of the mountain, some 25 feet wide. Then it descends down another sort of lava fall continuing downward. Scoogie walks out in front of you all, marked by this golden token here, and gets to the edge of the lava and points beyond. There! Scraggy has seen it. Scraggy knows the crag. The crag that leads to the dragon's lair. Scoogie's really into this lava wave. The crag will take us to the room of judgment. (laughs) Scoogie, why is it called the room of judgment? Because it judges you. And if you are worthy for its gifts. (sighs) Hey, uh, Delver dudes, you got much experience with trap rooms? I have none, oh, and I, yeah. I immediately uh, touch myself uh, and heal myself because I'm not ready for this encounter. So, um, <laughs> wait, you didn't heal during the short rest? No, I didn't. Uh, I did some. <laughs> I got some slots open and forgot to do healing. So I'm going to do it now. I'm going to cast cure wounds on myself. It wasn't a ton. Uh, hold on. Let's do it at level. Okay, so. So, Kyle, we're looking at uh, 20 points of healing. All right. That's a big amount of healing. Yes. I'm, I'm happy with that. All right. Okay, I am good. You keep whatever you were saying. Go. What does the tall one say? Uh, am I the tallest one here? <laughs> I think it's me. Uh, no, this is, uh, yeah, it'd be Splendor Belt. Ah. You can just tell him I healed or whatever. Oh, he, he's just hes just touching himself. Don't worry about that. Ah, as we all must at times. Come, we must cross. And he turns around and faces the river. The river of fire! So are you casting a spell or do you just feel like ringing your bell? I, I have no spell to cast. We must jump very nimbly. Or face its burns, unless, of course, you feature magics that can cross the river of fire. 
Uh, I would like to cast jump. All right. Uh, this is me, Garrett, talking. I'm clicking the button and nothing is happening. Oh, you, you, you've now cast the spell. The spell is now noted as being expended for the day. Uh, you mount, now follow the instructions of the spell at your own roleplayness. So you have slapped yourself on the knee, as it were, and enchanted your legs to triple your jump distance until the spell ends, which is one minute. Great. So you can jump some, uh, so 13 feet normally, so you would be jumping with a running start, which this absolutely can be. 20, wait, 39 feet. You can jump 39 feet. And how, uh, about how wide is this river of lava? Well, you got yourself to the first little island is 20 feet, and then across, if you go down or up, you can get 25 feet, and then another 20 feet to get across. I can use my little laser pointer here. So this would be 20 feet here. You could jump down 20, 20, 20, or you can do 20, 25, 20. Uh, I would like to try and do the, the 20, 25, 20. All right, then roll an athletics. Rolling, and it is. Oh, it's not as high as I was hoping. 11. Without any sort of immediate danger, though, you do bypass any sort of clumsiness that would happen. And Marsh quickly and nimbly, with legs enchanted, jumps across the river of fire. Cole is going to take a running leap and using my mirthful leaps which adds an additional three feet to any long jump I do, uh, is going to try and jump across as well. Before he does that, can I... Um, I'm going to cast... Uh, hold on. I'm going to cast uh, a Guidance on him so that he can roll an additional D4 for his ability check. Nice. So, all right. So, Cozen is using his mirthful leap to gather some bonus jumpage, and is now going to make his athletics check. And it's what a D four that I can add to it. Yeah, oh, I hope it's a D four. Hope it's a four. <laughs> My athletics is not good. Nope. Oh. It's a six. <laughs> you know, for so- a. Uh, character with mirthful leaps i'm so bad at jumping true but you know it is a strength best uh exercise so it it does sort of go against but you do manage to jump the 10 feet plus your mirthful which is 13 so you land yourself on the first ledge however you do slip a little bit and take five points of fire damage with your resistance already included from the lava exposure from your mistake oh jeez so five hungers (laughs) And it and he does the little dance. Is that bell. five you said with the resistance already figured in? Right, so ten, but five for you. Okay. And you're currently on this first little island. Don't feel too bad. At least you got a way to try. Don't have shit. Uh, all right. Well, I thought I was gonna be a better jumper, and now feeling a little. Uh, shamed. Um, is there anything above us? Is there like a, a ceiling to this place? 
No, you're walking on an outdoor path. This river open, of lava cascading down open, the side of the mountain. Open sky. Yeah. Okay. That's bad. All right, well, Ko is going to take a moment to consider his uh, his options while other people figure out what the hell they want to do. Marsh stands proudly on the far side, and Scoogie turns back and says something that no one understands and is no longer in Marsh's earshot. <laughs> Oops. Scoogie runs back. Over to Splendor Belt and Grinkeeper. And grabs both your hands and starts walking towards the river of lava. Grinkeeper will follow. Uh, I, was, yeah, I will say, okay, but because uh, uh, I don't, you know, he knows that I don't know how to get over there. Or I know that. I don't have any kind of boost for any of this crap. So I will, I will be a little resistant to his pulling me toward the lava. He stops about ten feet from the edge of the river, co-currently on island number one of three out in the river of lava, and goes, Lama! Lama! And does a little bum, little jump as he stands there. Hmm. So what's the base distance I can cover on a running jump, Kyle? Uh, ten. It's based on your strength score in 5th edition. Okay. So you can jump 10 feet because you have a strength of 10. Sort of automatic across the line. Oh, so even if I did a perfect mirthful leap, I can only do 18. Which is not likely to happen. Uh, yeah, I got I gone and got myself stuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I got a question for the DM. If I conjured a crap ton of water to solidify parts of this river, would you allow that? I think that's a very creative use of the spell, and I would allow it. Okay. Um, I still have the problem of the initial... Can I make that initial jump with my base strength? I don't know if I can. You can jump 16, so you could clear that pretty easily with a running start. All right, I'm going to give that a shot and then see if I can't create um, create a middle point for me and Co. and everyone to use in the middle there with some lava, uh, with some water to see if I can't do that. So let's Sounds do good. the jump first. So this is a strength uh, test I'm doing. Yep, athletics. Or athletics, athletics sorry. Athletics. Um, oh, good, because I have a higher thing there. All right, here we go. Oh, before I do that, I will cast on myself guidance. Can I do it to myself? Yeah, any creature. Okay. I do, but actually, let's double check, though. Willing creature, but a little I don't know. silly. Yeah, I don't know Yeah, if it's one me. creature willing. Okay. <laughs> you can guide your, your god guides you. You're not guiding yourself. All right. Well, I will add guidance to myself, and uh, that will give me a, an extra d4 to this. All right. So here we go. Let's roll athletics. Oh, good. I'm glad I did that. So that's a 12 plus. Oh, come on, man. Where's your d4? There you go. Plus three. So 15. All right, you easily and nimbly, or, well, clunkily, but, you know, Splendor Belt strength, make your way onto the island next to Ko. Okay. Cool. While I'm there, I'm going to go ahead and... Can I go ahead and do the rest of this spell? 
or the Let's rest get of my Grinkeeper across first. Okay, okay. Cool, there's room? Yep, it's a 10 by 10 little island of stone. All right, uh, Grinkeeper's gonna bend down and offer to piggyback the kobold. And it climbs up on you and just keeps climbing until eventually it's put its legs over your shoulders. All right. (laughs) She'll she'll, uh, grab onto the legs and then she'll take her running leap. All right. Athletics away. A nine. A nine. She begins. I would have given her guidance too. Sorry, can I retro guidance on her? Yes, you may. Okay, free cantrip. So roll a d4 and let's see if we can improve it. It might be. I didn't. I don't know. Maybe. Okay, thirteen. Thirteen. She jumps and kind of looks like she's about to land right in the lava, and then kind of a gives her a, a, a golden light, gives her a little boost, and she sort of floats the extra little bit onto the island next to you. Praise Taylor! I would yell. With a potato in your mouth. (laughs) 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 All right. We are all on the island. Well, not all of you. Oh, yes. Marsh is currently waiting for everybody. Well, it's uh, good that you've all managed to get here, but I think we're a little stuck unless there's something you can do. Okay. I have this idea, and I will explain to them. The plan, and the plan involves, um, uh, hold on, let me pull up the description, create or destroy water. I'm going to create up to 10 gallons of clean water within range of an open container. We'll call the river a container, maybe. Uh, alternatively, the water can fall on a 30-foot cube within range, which is probably what I would prefer. Uh, you destroy 10 gallons while doing that. Um, let's see, um, I can also kill a fog within that. Okay, that's interesting. Uh, at higher yeah, you're levels, creating or destroying water. Right. Uh, if I do the second level or higher, create uh, destroying. Let's see if it's any better. Okay, the size of the cube increases, but I don't think I need that. I think I can do it at this at first level because thirty is plenty. Um, so that's what I would do. I would try to create a thirty-foot cube-ish of water here in the middle. All right. You cast the spell. All right, here goes. Create and destroy water. I don't know what sound that makes. It makes a great sound. And now, did it work? Oh, the water rains down and steam erupts upward, but it does solidify. However, this new island is slowly floating down towards the edge. Oh, gonna run and jump across before it goes. Using your previous athletics, you all easily jump over to the newly solidified bit of lava and cross with a couple of five-foot little leaps on each and join Marsh on the far end. Sweet. Kyle, could I have scouted ahead a little bit while this was happening? Sure. Yeah, if you... if, if Yeah. Uh, roll a investigation. Rolling... All right, natural... 10 and with modifiers 12. Roll a perception for me as well. 
And that's going to be an 11 plus modifiers is 16. So you scout out ahead and you walk around the corner. And as we are reaching towards the top of this mountain anyway, all these roads are kind of, or pathways are sort of angling inward, spiraling around the mountain. And as you look around the corner, you do see the dragon. It is some 250 feet away, and much like a shish kebab, it's kind of grabbing and pulling with its teeth through the last kobold off the stick. And as it goes, you hear, Praise! Praise! My honor! Well, that's and it grim. Downs it with a. And it, it sort of regards the stick for a moment, swallows, and tosses the log aside as it tumbles down the mountain and again takes wing. So describe. describe oh, it takes wing again. Okay. Yes. Begins flying upward. Which will. Okay. Just like that. How. Uh, it, did I see where it went or did it like disappear into the clouds? It's flying around the back of the mountain. However, if it is going to make a full rotation, it'll be here soon. In your investigation, though, you did find perhaps the crag that Scoogie was talking about. A sort of six-foot-high slit in the mountainside that goes down and back and in. In fact, all along the slit, you noted with your perception, there were great claw marks, as though dragons of the past had tried to claw this crag open. Ah, okay. Uh, I, I relay this information to the group. Marsh returns to you, tells you about the dragon now circling the skies above, and the crag he has noted. And I think we should take cover immediately. See if we can slip in and prepare. Yeah, I'm assuming the group saw the dragon. They did not. You were the one who walked ahead oh, and looked around okay. the corner. Okay, well, in that, in that case, yeah, so. We should probably get undercover. The dragon looks like it's circling. It's going to be back soon. Okay, we done. Scoogie is set back on the ground. Ah! And it complains the whole way down. Can I hear what Scoogie's complaining about? Scoogie enjoyed the buns, and they were good for piloting the woman. <laughs> <laughs> Scoogie said he liked telling you where to go by pulling on your hair. This is really weird. <laughs> yes, it is. It's very weird. The crag! The crag is ahead! And for the rest of you, he's like, and, and he kind of gallops, holding the cage with the lizard out in front. And you can see the lizard is at attention inside, and it runs over to the crag. Yeah! The mysteries of the mountain shall be revealed. Uh, how's my how's my weasel at this point? Is it like concerned? Does it think there's danger ahead? Is it just um, snoozing in my pocket? Your weasel is snoozing at the moment. Okay, all right. So uh, <laughs> we move forward. Yeah, flaccid, you might say. <laughs> no one would say that. Oh. <laughs> Oh, okay. <laughs> we proceed down the crag, and it does seem to be yet another lava formation. The walls are very sharp with those bubbles and various hard edges that make up a lava tube. But as you go back, you find yourself 
in a room that has been carved out of this obsidian stone out of this lava rock. That's obsidian, right? Igneous? Yeah. Uh, Middle school's been a long time off. Yeah, it's been a while. I don't remember. Obsidian is that really dark glassy stuff that you can that can be chiseled into a very sharp thing, but it's from lava, yeah. Yeah. Obsidian is an igneous rock. Igneous. Excellent. Kind of uh, shined along the walls. And you find yourself, as the crag continues, in a 25 by 50 foot long room. In the center is a pedestal that is about five feet raised from the ground initially. There is in the center of it, and let's go ahead and I'll uh, reveal this on the map too. We're all kind of kicking it in that small room there. I'll move over your tokens here. Let me get Scoogie. So we find ourselves in this room, and in the center of it is that raised pedestal. And in the very center of that, a 15-foot pedestal, five feet in the center, is a diorama, a map, a, a 3D map. And it depicts some sort of cave structure, which also features the same pedestal in the center of it. On the back wall, you see to left and right those large tubes, large metal tubes. And they seem to be wet from cold, perhaps. The metal facing the changing temperatures. There is also a basin below. And on the wall is written in a language that the Delvers have seen before that ancient elven script. However, below that, carved seemingly with some sort of elegant handwriting, a little over large, is cursive words. Signed one Radiant Lance. At the floor itself, in the area around the pedestal, vibrates slightly when you step on it. As though it is a, a plank covering an open space. Scoogie runs ahead of you all to the far wall. And for Marsh, who understands, mysteries revealed! <gasps> and as its cheeks puff up and it blows, soot blows off the wall. And in the center of the wall, there below the elven script, above what is this curse of handwriting signed by Radiant Lance, is a handprint in the wall. Below that curse of handwriting is that sort of basin, a sort of trough that extends out of the wall. Can we read the handwriting? Yes. The handwriting says, Prove yourself, fellow dragon slayer, that you are free of greed. Well, that's just obtuse. It's going to be hard to prove that we are here free of greed when we are really only here to get paid. You've got a point. But to subsist and to survive is noble, is not the 
is not necessarily greed. Greed is wanting more than you need. And we are not asking for more than we need. As philosophically enlightening as that is, do we want to try putting something in the basin? Hmm. That's a good idea. What should we put in? I can check in my gold. Yeah. And Grinkeeper uh, fishes around in her bag of holding and pulls out her bag of gold and chucks it in. Throws it into the basin. All right, it jingles. The bag kind of spills sideways and some gold coins fall out. Is it the whole, whole bag? All your oh, yeah. gold it's possession? Yeah. Okay. Let's see. What is that on you right now? That is inventory. 200 something. 250 gold pieces. All right. Wow, that was generous. <laughs> I think <laughs> I think Splendor Belt might be greedy after all. Um, I will throw my half of my good potato down there. I don't give those away for nothing, so toss that in there. All right, the potato lands in the basin. Does anything Roll. happen when these things hit the basin? Nope, they just seem to sit in there. Roll investigation checks, everyone. Seven. 11 for Marsh. 21 for Co. 31 for Grinkeeper. A dirty one. <laughs> dirty one. Grinkeeper basically takes a pose on one knee and, you know, just ready for the action. I've, I've done my part. Crandall, you don't notice anything particular. Marsh, you don't notice anything particular. But Co, you look around the room a little bit, and as your hooves go across the ground as it echoes uh, slightly and gives, you brush away the ash and soot that has filled this room. And you see that the floor is actually glass, and underneath is a network of pipes. Some of them appear red hot. Some of them have that perspiration on them, uh, condensation. And amongst them and beneath them, gears, huge clockwork gears are turning. Can we all see this now? Co will point it out to everybody. Co points out that this occupies the entirety of the floor surrounding the pedestal. Co, you also then draw your attention to the sort of 3D diorama, the map in the center. And there are three colors, three sort of gemstones placed in the map. Uh, The map itself has a sort of base level of which all the normal gray is. The darker gray is sunk in as though a sort of uh, trough or a moat exists in that area. And the lighter grays here on this map angle upwards like platforms. But these gems lay out in certain areas. And with your passive perception, you're able to see a couple of other little scrawled writings carved in the rock nearby. Each of them also signed by one radiant lance. The red one says lava off. The blue one says sealed gate. And the green one says 
forced landing. Point that out to everyone else as well. Remind me the blue one. Uh, sealed gate, I believe it was, right? Sealed okay. gate, yes. Sealed gate. Gotcha. If I had to guess, it sounds like uh, almost as if it is tips to deal with a dragon or a dragon lair. Well, one is to turn off uh, lava. This seems a good idea no matter what we do. Where is this chamber, though? How do we get to it? Grinkeeper's going to try reading the ancient elven. Go for it. Intelligence? Yep, you know it. <laughs> she always tries. It always goes real well. <laughs> a dirty one. <laughs> Got one. <laughs> Is there a, you said there was a handprint, right? There's a handprint there. All right. Well, she's just going to shrug and be like, and think to herself, better luck next time. And she'll take off, uh, she'll put her hand into the handprint. <laughs> <laughs> takes off her gauntlet and presses her hand to the handprint, and suddenly golden light circles out of her palm and spirals around the stone. It runs up the stone itself and lights up the words, the elven words above, before fading. The trough below gives a sort of scoop and throws the gold pieces and the potato back into itself. You see a door open and a great bright light of the lava beyond shines forth. The potato instantly disappears in a puff of smoke. The gold, however, runs. And underneath the floor, you see one of those pipes shine with gold as it moves through it and begins flowing about the clockwork contraption. Cool! <laughs> Maybe. As you watch, the gold pours down into a lower basin, and great kung, kung, kungs can be heard. And as the machine turns and Scoogie does another dance, the basin opens yet again. Pong, kong, kong, and out pops in the basin a golden sword. Whoa. Cool. Does it have like some potato skin around it? No, the potato <laughs> instantly <laughs> instantly burned up the second the basin opened to the forging lavas beyond. Okay. Golden sword, potato skin handle. <laughs> it's like that Voyager episode where Neelix and Tuvok are stuck and they teleported together and they come out Tuvix. You guys remember this? And they came out a version of both of those guys. And so, like, one dude's pattern from his shirt is now part of, like, the uniform up here. The pattern's on here. He's, like, <laughs> pointing ears like a Vulcan, but the hairy, weird thing like Neelix. It's terrible. But it just reminds me of that. Also, I, yeah. I should have planned for a potato anomaly, but I did not. <laughs> <laughs> Be all gold with a little potato, you know, a, little, a hilt with potato on it. Uh, I'm going to turn to Scoogie and go, uh, Scoogie? What's with the gold sword? She has been deemed worthy and free of greed. 
Hey, uh, Grinkeeper. I don't know how to tell you this, but you've been deemed worthy. Oh, badass. And then she'll go and pick up the sword and check it out. You pick it up. And immediately, the lack of greed runs through your mind. You know immediately what this is. Forged of your own gold sacrifice to the altar of the old elves. The Dragon Slayer's longsword is yours. That's Hold up badass. a second. Can we just keep throwing gold in here and making swords? <laughs> I mean, go for it. You guys might get special things too. I start chucking gold at the basin. <laughs> <laughs> do you throw your whole bag? Uh, how much do I have on me? Inventory. Uh, uh, you would have about 500 gold pieces on your person. Uh, I look at... I go... <laughs> hey, Greg Keeper, how much do you throw in there? Whatever I have on me. I have no idea. Who's a bag full? <laughs> how how big is hers? Is it like a, a dual wielder or like... A uh, long sword? So it'd be one-handed so she can still use a shield. Okay. Do, do I have any reason to believe that if I put in a lesser amount, I'll get a, a dragon slaying dagger? You don't know. I'm going to throw in uh, 100 gold pieces. Okay. You throw 100 gold pieces and counting them out carefully. Uh, yes. Yeah. And then I just, I just like, I just smack the crap out of that wall hand thing. Just start high-fiving it as hard as you can? <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Real impatient. There's no reaction. Scoogie, what's up with this thing? Why is it broken? <laughs> you are deemed unworthy. Your heart is full of greed. Who, who deemed it? I don't, I don't understand how this contraption works. No one's here judging me. The are, you, are you judging me, Scoogie? I judged you capable of killing dragons, so you have my blessing. <laughs> Do I need to put more gold in? Is that how it works? Because we're bargaining. Hey, your greed shows. You are unworthy. You think of the gold you throw in. You are concerned for its value. Your greed is too much. I, I scoop it up and I say something about tarnation. Ko is going to walk over to the basin and reach into his bag of holding and he's going to produce a fairly large bag. Uh and place it all in the basin without any care like not even going to count it and then go over and press the wall and see what happens when a bag of 1000 ball bearings gets put on the altar alright I don't even care how many ball bearings goes through roll a hmm I don't remember you having those Roll a a deception. Oh, sweet. Okay, wait. I got a nine, but I'm guessing that's not enough. So I'm going to use my side-bolstered knack. Let's try and make it better. D8 here. I'm going to think really hard. That's a 16. Psychically. All right. You do your very best, like the Ghostbusters before you, to clear your mind. Uh huh. And you think you've got it, and you place your hand on the wall, and it kind of. 
and the, and the golden lard starts to travel up. The ball bearings get chucked backwards, and then the the light kind of retracts back to your hand. The machine runs, and a large lump, sort of in the shape of a dagger, kind of, pops out in the basin. But it definitely looks like about all your ball bearings melted together with a ball of shape to them still. <laughs> uh, this is what happens when you... Uh, this is why I avoid the blacksmith named Wish in town. That's a good idea. I'm going to go, wait a minute. I see how this works. I am a faithful follower of Paylor. Do not have a greedy bone in my body. I'm going to do this. And I'm going to pull all my candles out. And <laughs> very quickly jam those in there and run and hit the thing, hoping that for the team, not for me, but for the betterment uh-huh. of us, a candle of the deep or invocation or some other I'm fancy the rogue candle. of the group and you're way greedier than me. <laughs> <laughs> All the same, let's see what happens. Roll that deception check. Okay. <laughs> Damn it. Oh, wait a minute. Does that mean my deception failed, Kyle? Yes. It is. It does actually matter. Because okay. I don't I don't use the uh, Oh, yeah, you can keep your side point. Neck. Nice. <laughs> Says the man trying not to be greedy. Yeah. Well, you know. Since it's been a minute or more since we last cast it, I'm going to cast Guidance on myself one more time. Okay. <laughs> In the least greedy way. And then I'm going to... Uh, sorry, what'd you say? Deception. So here goes. Yeah. And then I'm going to roll an additional... On top of that 12. I'm sorry, on top of that 13. An additional 4. Come on. Okay, so that's 15 total. It glows with light, uh-huh. and it travels up to the words, as previously done. The gears turn below. However, you begin to see a great amount of white paste being splattered on the glass floor. Your wax has sealed some of the contraptions apart and together. Uh-oh. And as the basin opens, <laughs> wax is blown out of the hole. Uh, okay. I mean, I have to ask, what did you expect was going to happen? I have been interested for a very long time in a candle of the deep. It is very hard to find. So I thought perhaps, uh, you know, legendary item would come out of my wax donation. But alas, it is not, not to happen. I should have stopped gold with the Gold went in, gold came out. Well, yes, but... Uh, I don't know. You know, is this uh, you put in same material? Perhaps you get the uh, better thing made of it. It was just to try. I can buy more candles. This point, it's no big deal. <laughs> I should have stopped Kyle, the potato. I'm good. Kyle, did Co? you see much earlier? A, a door opened. Uh, yes. Yeah, so Co and Marsh, you both noted that when Grinkeeper received her blade, the center of the small diorama, the area that looks like a small diorama of your small diorama sitting in the middle of the room popped up as though a button could be pressed down. 
Well, it seems that we have now broken the magical sword-making machine. Thank you, Splendor Belt. Um, <laughs> I'd be ready to proceed, seeing as we've now deemed all of us unworthy except Grinkeeper. Let's go! I draw my bow. <laughs> all right, we'll push whatever the button is. You press down the model of a model there in the center of the model, and the floor, that platform, 15 feet by 15 feet, begins to raise up, and, uh, and the ceiling shifts aside, and you find it rising, dramatically, slowly. If anybody has anything they want to do before facing the dragon, now might be a good time to do it. I'm going to drink my potion of fire resist. Sounds good. You see Marsh drink a potion. Quaff it back. Ko is going to have his uh, sash uh, untangle a little bit, and he's actually going to tie an end of it in like a lasso. But then continue to wear it. Just have it at the ready. Sounds good. We all step on the platform, Scoogie included, jumps on the platform as well. Is Scoogie saying anything? Scoogie appears to be working on some sort of spell and is ringing his bell back and forth. How come we have gotten the quiet shaman? All right, we are all then on the dramatically or slowly raising dramatic platform as it heads into the ceiling chamber. Alrighty. Excellent. All right. As uh, so we had a rope prepared. Anything else anyone wants to cast now? I mean, no. <laughs> <laughs> I have a thought and I changed my mind. I do not want to okay. cast anything. <clears throat> All right. <laughs> then here in this moment, let's roll initiative. I take that back. I'm going to give guidance to everybody. I'm sorry, I can't do that. I have to give it to the front guy, so I'll give it to Kyle. Or to... Um, freaking. <laughs> Don't give the DM. I'm going to give it to guidance. <laughs> he doesn't need it. I'm giving it to Garrett. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm going to need it. I got a 10. Okay, you can use that toward that. So you got a 15. Sick. Uh, sorry. Wait a minute. No, he's got to roll for it. He's got. Who? What? Roll for what? Oh, yeah. You have to roll the four. Well, yeah. Duh, you have to hit a four. To, uh, I'm not thinking. <laughs> I'm not sorry, only what? did you just give him a number, but you gave him a number he wouldn't have been able to get. <laughs> There's no five on the D4. So I have to roll a, a D4? Yeah. There's okay. no D5, it turns out. Scott's being done. I got a, I got a one. Ah, oh, damn it. All right, well, <laughs> he got 11. It's, not, it's better than 10. Uh, 17 for me. I got a 15. Five. This makes me really happy, Scott. That was really funny. <laughs> I wasn't thinking. <laughs> I don't know how your spells work, so I, I can't be <laughs> I can't be held responsible. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I cast guidance on you, so you rolled a fifteen now. That's just how <laughs> guidance works. I cast guidance. I dictate how much better you do. <laughs> and the dragon's dead. We win. Let's yep. go home, everybody. GG. <laughs> guidance. Mod- modified rules. We play how we want to play. <laughs> I don't know what I was thinking. Who hasn't rolled? Yeah, Someone's. We're missing a roll, aren't we? No, we got everyone. I mean, unless you're concerned about Scoogie, but I have written. No, no, no. I thought Scoogie we. I thought one of us hadn't, but I guess we all have. All right. He's. Uh, he. He is rather endearing. I, I. I hope Scoogie makes it out of this. Oh, Scoogie's. All of Kyle's NPCs so far have been glorious. Scoogie's awesome. Marsh, the long elevator carries you up into the mountain. Is there any advice you would like to share with your fellow now about to be dragon slayers? Uh, yeah, uh, I'm, I'm going to pull out a book that uh, I definitely didn't put notes in to remind myself what to tell people about dragons. Um, uh, all right, so I, I start, uh, I guess I would, this would be, I, I'm essentially pontificating about <laughs> the, the nature of red dragons. One, one could, I mean, you could also roll a performance check and maybe you do a nice shepherd speech for us. Oh, okay. All right, I'm going to roll a performance check. With my uh, unmodified charisma. Uh, so that would be a, a nine. Mm. Mm. It's not great. Okay. But is there any information you want to share? Yeah, uh, you should all be aware. Dragons have extremely thick skin. You might as well be fighting the thickest armor of any foe you've ever faced. Also, they are cunning and they are strong beyond description. But they are not very wise. Keep this in mind as we go to fight the dragon. Also, I don't think I need to remind us how much their breath hurts. Avoid the fire. That would have been better had I rolled better. What if he flies? I'm uh, flipping through my notes. Uh, they will fight from the air unless convinced that their victory is absolute. So again, they're not very wise, so maybe we can... Play dead? Or some other version of feigning defeat. Do you want us to all lie down and pretend to be dead? I'm not sure that's the wisest. Keeper is already lying down on the ground. Do I look dead? She accepts her fate, as do we all. But be prepared, for it is the time. And you see a open ahead of uh, ahead of you, and you see a room lit in red light as you rise up. The time is now. Go ding And he brings his bell around in circles a couple of times, and you all feel a magical inspiration of sorts, and you all have DM gives inspiration, the show I do. Uh, you all have inspiration and oh, can nice. use that for the upcoming battle. Nice. Grinkeeper One- stands up, by the way. Wonderful. As the, the red starts to bask, the, bask us all and it seems like the fight is at hand, I go, oh, I just remembered. They have some, they, have, they can control their lair. They can control tide levels, overgrowth, and stuff like that. Kind of important. We probably want to find that red lava stone. All right. You go up and coom. You find yourself, move up your map a little bit, and you'll see yourselves there. 
you find yourself in a massive, massive room. The top of the of the mountain, the peak. All around you is a great moat of lava. There are two bridges that extend over it into an outer ring that makes up the map. But in the center is this raised platform that loops up first to 20 feet, turns and kind of loops back in the center to 40 feet. 40 feet above you sits with his claws crossed, looking rather smug with with uh, smoke issuing from his nose. The dragon looks immediately down at you. Around you, you see the room that you saw in the diagram, which is currently in the center of the platform that you've been riding. To the north would be the button that turns the lava off, as you noted. Somewhere to the east is the button that seals the gate. Not sure what that one does. Seals a gate of some kind. And then a button to the south that forces landing, apparently. Co, you note above you that the, the, there are these large metal juts built into the ceiling. That something happens up there, that there is some sort of conduit or cast that comes out of these, maybe related to those buttons. Co and Marsh actually note that around the molt of lava are several tubes. And I'll highlight those here. Tubes facing towards it, perhaps where a something to turn off the lava comes out. But the dragon is forefront in your minds. The huge red dragon sits, and he raises a claw under his chin and gives a little huff as smoke pops out of his nose. Slayers have come for me. It seems the time for battle is now, but why waste good conversation? Come, entertain me. Ko will think uh, telepathically to everyone, if it comes to it, I'll take care of the lava off button. I think I can get to it. Ooh, ooh, which one should I get? I mean, I think force landing is going to be the most important, but... We also need a way to steal them in. I think we're going to need to hit all three. At the same time or separate? <clears throat> or, or all at the same time? I, I don't think it needs to be done simultaneously, but if there's an exit, if there is a gate, we do not want this dragon getting out. Is there no one that will entertain me before we battle? Coming up, we saw three kobolds offered on a piece of wood. Why a piece of wood? That seems uh, like you're barking up the wrong tree. He stands from his resting position and kind of unfurls his wings and takes a rather wide stance. This, this is the one deemed worthy by the mountain to face me. How'd you know it deemed me worthy? You wield the blade of the Dragon Slayer. I know it, and I laugh at it. I laugh at you, small girl. Glad you liked my joke. I just came up with it. He's very entertaining, yes? 
You are all fools. This is the best you could bring, Scoogie. You have been supplanted, removed, and the best you can muster is for fools. And Scoogie, cowering behind Marsh, fools enough to face you, fools enough for this. And Scoogie rings his bell yet again. Top of the initiative, he did roll and gives everybody 10 temporary hit points. Ooh, nice. So, uh, that's on the, oh, yeah. So in case, in, in case you don't see that, Garrett, it's just on the left there. What'd you say, 10? 10. So on the right side of right. your health points there, you can double click it and enter 10. And when you minus damage, it'll take from that first. Yeah. I'll just tell you left to throw you off for a while. And then Kyle will tell you. <laughs> yeah. I saw the heal damage thing. I added two because I was still missing 10 health on the four. Cool. That works. Yeah, that works. That does the job. All right. He hasn't taken off yet. Splendor Belt, you surprisingly rolled the highest. You begin and let's let loose. The battle with the dragon. Okay. He's still on the ground? He's not in the air? Yep. He is still on the ground. In fact, I'm going to reveal on the side here. I have 120 feet being the top that he can go to. And he is currently at 40 feet, but on a platform. So we're going to put him on the ground level. That'll just be there. A little meter to help us should he fly about. Okay. Kyle, I'm looking at a, I'm looking at a map. Uh, can I actually see everything that's on this map? Yep, yep, there are the notes for the height. There are the buttons that are noted. The golden area, as well as that brown, is his horde, a huge pile of gold. And sitting on top of it is an entire coach with several horse skeletons still attached to it. Out of the coach's door pours gold pieces. All right, I'm going to help with five more hit points per person by casting aid at third level. Now this uh, will, goes to our max hit point total, so it would stack, correct? Exactly, exactly. Right. That's my, it says right here, well, actually it doesn't. Are we sure about that? It does stack? Yes. Okay. These are maximum hit points, not temporary hit points. Okay. So this is a duration of eight hours. Um, and I will cast aid. Hold on, I gotta cast it. And you all add. Oh, I'm sorry. Did I say five? It's actually ten at level three. So Sweet. you all get ten extra on top of your ten temp. Put another. Ten, I guess they're ten. They're temporary also. So put twenty in their total. Or you know. Wait, so so you, you click your health bar there, and you can add HP max modifier, put that to 10, and keep your hit point, your temporary hit points where they are. Okay, hold on. It also oh, heals for the 10 that it gives you. Correct. Which is what I was curious about, but yes, it does. So make sure you don't leave your health in the dust, as it were. Oh, interesting. Okay, so 10. Okay. It's the first time I've used this. Let's see. Heal. So that means I have another... Actually, that's just right for me. Okay. Yeah. So that's how that works. Uh, I cast that. And... Uh, the, the, the gray around us, <clears throat> not the pedestal or the platform that we came in on, but the, all this gray around us, is it at equal level to where we're, we are? Or is it down? Yes. Is it up? Okay. 
Then I'm gonna We're all go. close together, yeah. Yep, you're all bunched here in the center. Uh, this would be, you know, ramp up to 20 feet, ramp up to 40 feet, but otherwise, all of this darker gray area is all the same height. Okay. Okay. Could I pass, uh, or could I cast Pass Without a Trace? That would have been great for the ride-up. However, it is not your turn at the moment. Oh, yeah. Okay. So I'm going to take uh, my dude. I'm going to do some movement. And wait, who's yellow? Is that Grinkeeper? Her name no, is yellow is Googie. Oh, where's Grinkeeper? Oh, there she is. All right, so I'm going to do an interesting little bit of movement here. I'm going to. You'll have to tell me if you allow me to do this. I kind of want to go. Here's hear me on the map. Grab my shit out of her bag, and then. And stay there. Because <laughs> she has my maces. So I just want those. And then I'll be the end of my turn and I will ready my maces. I will have them ready. Okay. All right. I, I will allow this. You grab your maces out of her bag by plunging both hands. Grinkeeper, you feel your bag being rustled in, but otherwise, Slenderbelt then runs for it a bit. Just going to spread out so we don't get AoE to death together. A good idea, because the first thing I'm going to do is Dragon Breath. Oh, man. Which will reach to... Low initiative. Which won't hit Splendor Belt, but everybody else, roll a dexterity saving throw. At least we'll be in the aura, right? Yes. Should be. I don't even even need the aura. (laughs) That's fine. I got a uh, dirty 21. (laughs) An 11. 27. Jeez. Yeah, it was good. It was a natural 20. Nice. So, Grinkeeper, you take the full brunt of the 28 fire damage. That isn't half, correct? That is half for you at the moment. Martian Co., you both take 14, able to dodge the fire either by hiding behind the nearby pedestal or sort of diving over the top of it, but still you're singed by the flames that pass by. And that's taking into account the having of the have as well? Exactly. Okay. Co., you're up. Wait, nope, hey, hang on, hang on, I still get a movement and stuff. The dragon takes flight and flies about the room. He raises up to 80 feet in the air as he does and circles about, now above the lava, as he flies. Now it's your turn, Ko. Alright, I promise you, I measured it twice. Ko is gonna run all the way to the lava off button by burning his bonus action to get a dash and then his action to dash again uh, and cover the full 105 feet of movement that he can. I... I doubt I can press a button because I'm already pushing it running that much, but uh, that's where he's going to go. All right. I believe you, and I believe you could do it as a rogue. You make it all the way to the button. Marsh, you are up. The dragon is in the air above you. Uh, Pythagorean theorems be damned for the most part, unless it gets really complex. (laughs) All right. Sounds good. Um... How, does it look like I could jump the platforms if I wanted to go as the crow flies to the sealed gate? You could easily do it with your jump spell, like you did earlier. Isn't that a one-day cooldown? 
Uh, no, you have slots that you can cast on. Oh, delightful. Uh, so let's see. I'm... You have currently cast uh, jump one. So you've still got three slots at that level. Okay, wonderful. I'm going to cast jump and go for it. All right. Make your athletics check. Athletics, where are you at? There you are. Rolling. Ooh, 23, 19 plus four. All right. Nice. With your movement amounts as a wood elf, you get a bonus uh, five to movement speed. So you are currently mid-run. You've just jumped to the first platform and then jumped to the second one. You are currently in that run for your next turn. But we can carry over your same athletic score for that. Sounds good. Scoogie. Is on fire. Oh, no. 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 Scoogie, Scoogie runs in circles a few times over here and settles in a heap. No. Oh, he was so useful. He did more to buff us than Splendor Belt did. <laughs> hey, now. <laughs> I'm kidding. That that max HP thing's actually really Justice cool. for Scoogie. <laughs> However, your temporary hit points have not fallen off, so it seems that Scoogie is still with you somehow, at least in some amount. But it's Grinkeeper's turn. All right. Uh, seeing Scoogie on the ground, Grinkeeper's gonna, you know, like, mummy too when uh, Imhotep runs over to the pool and, like, down on one knee, theater slides. He's gonna get down on one knee and slap Scoogie in the face for three points of healing and then get up and run 30 feet toward the bottom button. Scoogie looks up at you and says something you do not understand, but you get a feeling that he appreciates it. Where were you running to? The force landing button. Okay. And we are back to Splendorbelt's turn. However, crags appear below Ko. The ground breaks and lava seems to be Preparing to issue upward beneath his feet. Oh no! Splinterbell, it's your turn. Okay. Uh, whose feet? My Co's feet. Co's feet. Okay. Co's hooves. Co's and hooves. My hooves. Six silent hooves. Uh. Co disappear? Why don't I see him? I'm a rogue. Oh, he's up there on top. Okay. Yeah, it was just guy I had to cut off. Um, <clears throat> all right, well. Huh, people scattered in a way I wasn't planning on. <laughs> so I'm gonna, I'm gonna magical, uh, sorry, spiritual weapon this business. And, um, send him out there and do, do some damage, direct damage, if I can. All right. Um, let's cast it first. All right, sling. It looks more like a mace, and as my face, because that's what we did. That's that's canon from before. Um, my spiritual weapon flies over there, and I will cast hit first. That will be a total of twenty. Dirty, very dirty, but a twenty. You chase after the dragon as it flies eighty feet in the air. Your mace only goes sixty feet into the air. Shit. But you do have a summoned mace prepared for when it does land or be in range anyway. Yeah. 
On the plus side, that is only a bonus action, correct? Correct. Well, no, no, no. That's an actual. That's an actual. Uh, oh, but the future spell. attacks and all that. Right, 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 right. Okay. Um, okay. No, cast time one bonus action. No, you still got your full action. Spiritual weapon. You just summoned it. Bonus action. Oh, are we sure? Oh yeah, you're right. I screwed that up last time I used this. I bet I did. All right. Well, that's cool. Uh, then I will uh, be irritated about about the distance thing. And I will cast, you say, 60 feet? He is 80 feet up in the oh, air. Oh, 80. <clears throat> okay. So even if I move closer, I'm still, he's still higher than I can hit with any 60 foot ability, right? You could run up onto his 40 foot high platform and catch him on the next round. Remind me what the PP is over here with the brown turd in it. What's this thing over here on the other side? <laughs> that is a huge is dragon horde with a full cart atop it. Okay. <laughs> I mean, it's PP colored, so that's why I was thinking. If um, you must know, he would likely do the business into the lava where it wouldn't bother anybody. Gotcha. Okay. Well. <laughs> um. <laughs> um. Hmm. That's not going to work. Okay. No, that's still too far. I am going to move. So you're saying I can get up on this platform in a single turn here? Yeah, you could run up to the 20 level mark there. Because I, I dashed or whatever? Yeah. And that means no, I have no action. So I'll just stop. Is that it right here? Right by there. Oh, there we go. Okay. Uh, that's what I'll do, and that's my turn. Cool. The dragon circles everyone flying about. Marsh, you in particular note that its nostrils once again flare with smoke. Its dragon breath is ready. I don't like that I'm noting this. It gives a dive and swings by you as you cross the island. It attacks you with a bite attack as it goes. 18 versus your AC. My acrobatics? Uh, Your AC, which would be your armor class there in the top. Yours is 15, so you were hit by the bite. Okay. It snaps at you, dealing 17 points of damage. Sorry. Holy cow. The dragon is appropriately loud for the situation. (laughs) I thought I had a quieter, shorter one, but I don't. don't. And flies around and attempts to rake Grinkeeper with a claw attack as it goes. Can this be um, an attack of opportunity back toward the dragon? Marsh certainly gets attack of opportunity. This is where you make a basic attack with a melee weapon as it exits your movement area. It would have been nice to know that. Uh, <laughs> let's see. So where do I see attacks of opportunity? Is that something specific? Uh, it's more of sort of a feature of the game, so you could make a dragon tooth dagger attack against it. Okay. Uh, do I just roll? Yep. Okay. Dragon tooth dagger. Uh, you want to roll that? for hit first, you, and then, yeah. Yeah. Well, you I, have I hit. roll... Okay. 
Oh, yeah. it hits because it's an opportunity attack. Yeah, duh. Never mind. So as it bites you, you pull a dagger out and give it a stab and a little run along as it flies by. Cool. That happened. I'm hurting, but I feel satisfied. You have dealt six damage with the dagger and three additional with the acid, for it was a dragon, a black dragon's dagger, which you made long ago. Uh, the attacks against Grinkeeper are a 17 and an 18. Miss. And it flies on now 40 feet in the air. Do I get an attack of opportunity? You do. She's going to take a hit with that sword. Whoop. With an 11. It's a miss. You swing wide. Wait, do I get inspiration, right? I can use that to re-roll, right? Yeah, you could use that. Let's try this again. With a natural 20, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa. Very nice. Roll your full critical damage on the dragon. All right, let's see here. So... Well, at, wait. First, roll uh, roll your other 20. Hold on. I'm going to do the damage here first because it lights up blue. And then oh, otherwise I'll have nice. to do the math myself. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. All right. So plus the 3d6 because it's a dragon. It's going to do... Um, 34 points of damage for this first one. Very nice. Next one is a three plus the hit, 11 total. All right, all right. Not a critical critical, but a fine hit of 37 damage as your sword swings through the air. You kind of carry that weight around like a purposeful miss and holy light gleams from your blade as you smack the dragon with an excellent hit. Ko, it is your turn. All right. Ko is going to push the lava off button. You press the button in the wall and water shoots out of those pipes that you notice and steam fills the room. The glow diminishes. However, Ko has thrust us all into total steamage. Oh, no. Shit. <laughs> oh boy! Dragon included. Yeah. I Is there anything else you'd like to do on your turn, Co? Well, now I can't see a damn thing. I've really, I've, I've really caused a problem here. Uh, yeah, I will. Uh, I will go ahead and take out uh, with my left hand my dagger of venom and. Would I have my action to cause the poison to coat the blade, or was my action pushing the button? No, you could hit the button if you really wanted to. Give it a little knock. Okay, yeah. I'll do that. And, uh... Not really aggressively, but I I don't know that this has taken care of the lava boiling up under me. So Ko would stumble, you know, about 15 feet or so away from where he was to try and get away from what he sensed to be imminent danger. Sounds good. You stumble through the mist or through the fog, through the steam as you coat your blade with poison. Marsh, it's your turn. You were mid run when you were bit and now yeah. you're thrust into steamy darkness. 
Uh, does the, is, is it darkness? Is it, is it like in a technical sense? Is it darkness? You do have dark vision as an elf, yes, but the um, steam is what is obscuring your vision right now. Well, you said steamy darkness, so that's why I'm asking. <laughs> <laughs> it's my favorite TBS up all night show. I love that steamy darkness. Mm. Um, boy, yeah. Uh, so I don't have any other spells that can help me with this. Um, so I get two actions. You get a move and an action. You can use them to continue your run in the darkness. Okay. And well, I'm going to go ahead and, and cast uh, preemptively pass without a trace and then try and stumble my way closer to my objective. Sounds good. Where did that go? All right, I've casted that. Pass without a trace allows a veil of shadows and silence to radiate around you for the duration. Each creature you choose within 30 feet of you has a plus 10 to dexterity stealth checks. Nice. So you stumble ahead in the in the fog, in the steam, and while you were aware there was lava before you previously, you now step calmly onto it and are slowly making your way still over in the direction you feel is that seal gate button. I whisper to myself, steamy. <laughs> nice. Nice. Scoogie sits up. Though he can't be in, be seen by Grinkeeper, he is in awe of your majesty as you attack the dragon, defending him. He thrusts a small something into your hand. While it is fully bathed in steam at the moment, you now have a light stone, so you will be able to see when the time comes. Grinkeeper, it's your turn. All right, Grinkeeper is going to cast Locate Object so that she can know what direction that button south of her is, and she's going to keep running. Very cool. You do that. Is that an action or a bonus or something? The spell is an action. Okay, cool. So you can make a full movement then in that direction. Correct. All right, we are back to Splendor Belt. Okay. Um, my create and destroy water skill or ability uh, slash spell, I have uh, still a slot open at three and I have a question. So this will give me a 30-foot cube of water or alternately I can destroy fog in a 30-foot cube within range. Um, if I'm using it at this level, was it third, then I can do five feet for every level above one. So that's... 30 or sorry that's 40 feet of, of fog I can dis, dispel um, the problem is I don't know where I am um, so I think what I would do is um, if you'll allow it I will create the 40 foot fog displacement so that I'm on the very edge of its diameter or its peripheral and the rest of it would be out, you know, circled out in front of me. Does that make sense? So I'd be yeah, on the totally. edge of my own, the edge of my own circumference is where I would be. And I want it to go because I know I'm kind of up and in the corner over here on the right, and I want it to kind of go uh, southwest of me, towards but, the center of the battlefield. Yeah, but but still with me in it, so it won't be the whole. It won't truly be the center, but enough for me to see where I am and see ahead of me by that by that forty that forty foot cube. I guess I keep saying circumference, but it's a cube. Sounds good. I have done just 
Okay, awesome. That's exactly what I would do. And seeing what I see. Now, the 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 cart thing here, the what's it called? The um you Yeah, call the it? cart, the wagon. The wagon. Isle O Treasure. Are there like if I ran over there, is there like a place to hide in there or hang around in there or be near that or use you it could, as cover? You could totally climb up in that cart if you wanted to. I'm gonna do that. Um mostly for cover. So I'm gonna move that'll be my movement is get inside of that thing. And that Splendor Belt, where no well no one else is aware of this, jumps inside the cart on top of the treasure hoard. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I did not greedily grab any coins, I might point out. Because I'm not Oh, then you, you get a long sword. <laughs> Sweet. I want my candle, damn it. Alright. <clears throat> that's my that's my turn then. The dragon flies about. No one's quite sure where. But, Ko, a great light is lit where you previously stood as a great dragon roar goes out and he bathes the entire area in flame. Well, you have ever decided to move. And it's your turn. Oh, sweet. Uh, even better. Um... So you said dark vision isn't helping with this. It's it's being more obscured. So would light actually help with this, or is light kind of trivial? When it did its breath, did it did I get a sense of being able to see better, I guess? All you saw was lit fog and steam. You didn't actually clear any area. It is still heavily obscured. Okay, so light isn't going to do anything. It's just going to light up the steam around me and maybe even give away where I am. Correct. Okay. Um, well, hell. Uh, Ko is going to try and kind of back up towards where the direction of the button was to him and get his back to the wall just so he knows he's not gonna fall off anything and maybe kind of squirm his way all along the side of the room and I don't know bonus action to hide sure. <laughs> in this, in this fog to make that check still? and I know yeah. we're currently over time is everyone good to see this fight through or should we rejoin in a future moment it's up to you guys actually it's mostly up to Garrett uh um I I do have places to be sure now I understand you're the guest here yeah so in that case we can totally do that put it off and then you know we try to we try to make him self-contained for guests but at the same time this is a really good fight and we you know we don't want to rush it and or miss it and or overly elongate it I would also be down for returning. All right. Well, why don't we do that? Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I don't want to be that guy. <laughs> no, no, it's all good. No it's worries. all good. Our adventure yeah. up the mountainside took a little longer than expected, and sometimes these things happen in D&D. Oh, yeah. Particularly when a giant dragon is involved. So next time, we'll be rejoined by Garrett, and we will continue our epic battle against the dragon. Yeah, and plus the way you... The way you Kyle smartly worked all this out. Um, it makes it so if we had to do a dangler from somebody, you know, like if, if your thing went long, we have the space for it. We don't have another guest lined up immediately. It's perfect. 
So we got this. Excellent news. That means uh, you you can if you didn't get enough of Garrett tonight, boy howdy, you're gonna get enough of no you won't you'll never get enough of him. He's always there at the right quantity is what I'm trying to say. And that means we'll be back next week with more. A reminder that in the meantime, if you want to support the show, you can do it at therewillbedungeons.com. Sign up, get cool swag and uh, bonus shows and other stuff. After all this ends tonight, uh, the four the core four of us are gonna record another bonus show. And when that's done, it'll go right up for supporters. And then everyone else will have to wait for it. So there's one of the benefits. So go check it out and do that today. I think that's going to do it for us. Uh, I think, if I'm not forgetting anything. No, I think that's it. For me, for Kyle, for Kristen, uh, Baby Chunks, and of course our guest Garrett. And John, did I say John? John. No, not from me. I'm okay, not saying Not from you? You're, not, you're out of this deal. I get it. I'm just in some steam. I'm hiding. <laughs> you're hiding in the steam. Uh, as well you should be. That's going to do it. Thank you all for listening. We'll be back next time with more. We'll see you then. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com.